Christ, you people suck. <laughs> wow. Wolverine wanted to be in this. Back in the days when we played video games, it was hardcore for the nerdy and lazy. Now things have changed, and all our video games are also for the casual and lady. But that's okay, you know the score. We told you a million times before. Playing consoles, not just games, is in the past. Another week of it, 4G Radio, it's episode 469, 69 dudes, April 3rd, 2017, it's April, first quarter's over. Damn, yeah, went by fast. Yeah, Mass Effect got pushed out, meet that third, first quarter. Yeah. So now that the first quarter's over, can we say that this is the best first quarter of gaming ever? I think I would agree with you on that statement. Yeah. 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 Pretty Pretty solid, to be fair. I mean, I, like I said, we talked about it a million times before, but I could probably give you a top 10 games 2017 already. Yeah, I think I could do that, too. There, there's so many 9s and 10s in the first three three months of this year. It's, it's ridiculous. And a healthy hey, amount of 8s. Holy shit. Remember yeah. that Resident Evil 7? Yeah, came out Resident Evil 7 came out this year. <laughs> yeah. I, mean, <clears throat> I mean, there's so many games I done forgot about. Like, I was going back through my list today, and I'm like, you know, there's Yakuza, there's Horizon. Resident Evil Gravity, 7. Gravity Rush 2. Gravity Rush 2. Neo. Oh, man. Yeah. yeah so many games. There's The Witcher 3, which I've been playing. Yeah, but the thing yeah it's a brand year. new game. That's <laughs> brand, brand new yeah. game to me and <laughs> still keeps on giving. Tell this you what, uh, Drew, you sound just like me. Yeah. Uh, I just think there's a lot of games in April. <laughs> a lot. There is one game that matters. Everything no. else is like no. static. Nope. There, there's there's lots of games in April. Lots. But anyway, let's talk about the games now, or the games of April. Because, uh, mm-hmm. uh, well, first I should probably say who's on the show. Uh, blah, blah, blah. Drew's here. Hey. Ryan's here. Oh, hello. <laughs> Did you, you've been doing voices and crazy talking. You... Do you have a little drink for the show? I did not. Okay. I just love them. <laughs> uh, I walk around my. It drives my. It drives my wife crazy because I just walk around the house doing goofy voices all the time. My son <laughs> loves it though, so he walks around doing goofy voices too. Oh, there you go. <clears throat> uh, John's here. Hello. Hello. And Jay's here. Bonjour. That's right. Video games. We can talk about them. I think this is going to be the first week where everybody can talk about stuff, and I can't. So there's that. Wait. Drew, oh, when, you talk about, you. when you talk about it, I will legitimately just leave the podcast, because okay. I've been on media blackout, so I want you to type in it's safe or something on the text message thing over there so I can come back in, okay? Okay. Okay. Thanks. So, Drew. Yes. You been playing anything besides Persona you want to talk about before you talk about Persona? Sure. Uh, I put some more time into The Last of Us. Oh, that's a game. I've made it farther than I ever have in the game. <laughs> okay. Wow, awesome. 
I, I'm still I'm still torn on this fucking game. I'm still torn on it. I think that the storytelling is superb. I think that the voice acting is great. Characters are fantastic. There's some hardcore like horrible moments in that game. Mm, horrible uh, as in like drama, stressing. Yeah, drama, and even like when you're in combat, it's it's fucking tense. It's just, mm-hmm. I don't know. So there's like this part where I'm like being pinned down by a sniper, and then this yeah. guy's also closing in on me, and like my fiance was watching me play that, and she was like, "We have to stop." Did, She's like, did, "That game, that game is stressing me out." Did he wow. shoot and you run? Yes, he ha- he he does have a. You very know what's good funny? Is my, my wife had my wife had never heard that song before, and oh. I made a joke about it the other day, and she's like, "What are you talking about?" And so I played this I played the song, and she's like, "Wow, that is awful." <laughs> Shut up! I love cohesion. Yep. Yeah, that's so bad. But yeah, no, that sniper did have a good eye. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know that game. Like I honestly don't know how I feel about it. I really don't like the combat in the game. Every do you, time do you, I, do you feel like you're starting to turn around a little bit as you're getting more used to how the game works? Yeah, I mean, I, you know, yeah. you eventually adapt to the game, and mm-hmm. you kind of, I kind of adapt to the, the the slight clunkiness of the aiming and stuff like that. Still, it doesn't mean I don't like it. You know, I just, I don't know. It's it's enough to keep me going. If I wasn't doing this for Phoenix Down, I would have stopped. Right, um, but I mean, I do want to see where the story goes because it, it's very interesting. So you don't um, know how it ends. I have no idea how that game ends. The ending of that game is stellar. Like I, um, I really enjoyed the ending of that game. I felt it was a perfect, like, end to that story. Right. Uh, do you think it's you... going to be ruined by the second game, though? I don't uh... know. I don't want to talk about it because you haven't finished it, and I, I want yeah. you to see mm-hmm. that ending before you decide. I mean, I've, I know Ellie's alive because I saw her in the picture. So, That's well, true. yeah, it, he's got a point. I, yeah. I'm sure that I'm sure that it won't be as impactful to you because you've seen that trailer. But it's, I didn't see the trailer. It, okay, well, you know things from that trailer. I just know that Ellie's alive. But That's do you it. know if the second game takes place before or after? Do you know she that? She looks older. Okay, I just I just wanted to know if you know. Just just finish it. Okay, I'm gonna finish the fucking game. It's, so it's <laughs> it's a good ending. It's a really good ending. But yeah, I have no idea how the game ends. Although I did play the DLC. That takes place um, before the game, right? Yeah, it yes, it, it does. But the that's the flashback parts. Yeah, there's parts where it's winter time and mm-hmm. that's Joel's during injured. that's during the game. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. So I don't know what happens, but um, it's a real good part of the game. That part. Yeah, that's that was one of my favorite parts of that game because it was like a tonal change when it happened. It, yeah, it and it's again. You know what? I'll keep quiet because the game's a lot of for three. <laughs> but yeah, that is a, a, such a good part of that game, especially as it, that act comes to a um, as it starts to sort of wind up and, and um, come to its uh, climax. It's really good. Well, we'll see. But uh, I did play that. Um, I jumped into Heroes of the Storm again because I downloaded the beta for 2.0. 
Because they made it Overwatch from a top-down perspective? Pretty much. <laughs> In fact, you know what I'm playing as? I'm playing Lucio. Exactly. I mean, <laughs> come on. I have, oh, to, I have to say, though, Lucio is the best fucking healer in that game. <laughs> you know you know that's how you get tinnitus, right? That is how you get tinnitus. Um <laughs> although Lucio's damage is kind of crap. Yeah, well, his if as long as people are standing next to him, they are pretty much not going to die. He's really good at healing. Um uh, but I bought him, I guess. Yeah, I, I got him in with gold. I had a bunch of gold. Go for gold. But um yeah, the Heroes 2.0 uh the beta um, which is what they're going to do from now on once they release it as a full patch. Uh, you get loot boxes now every time you level up. And uh, they changed the level progression in it to where it's, it doesn't cap out at 40 and stuff like that. Um, and they made it to where it's easier to get levels. Um, but yeah, loot boxes can carry cosmetic items, can carry new heroes completely. Uh, stem packs, gems, all sorts of stuff. They've they've changed up a whole bunch of stuff about that game. Yeah. Uh, they now have different announcer voices that you can choose from. I saw. Yeah, the drip feed rewards are the best thing to do for a free to play game. Yeah, and this one I think does it well. I jumped back in and played probably about six seven matches. Yeah. Um, I I still absolutely love that game. That is my MOBA of choice. Blast for me. It can be blasphemy all you want to, but Blizzard knows how to make good games. Uh, no, I, I, it's the only one I've ever played is Heroes. That's the only one you would ever want to play, to be honest with you, Ken. Oh, I'm sure. I've installed Dota twice and never booted it up. I don't think I ever will. <laughs> if you do play, oh man, if you do play that game, I want you to record it and I want to hear it. No, you don't. Because you will be so fucking confused. <laughs> I gotta buy this, and if I buy this and combine it, it turns into this. It makes my stats what? What the? You know, it's fucking crazy that game. You know, that's that's a hundred percent of the reason why I didn't keep playing Paladins. I think Paladins is a cool game. But the fact that you have to purchase your abilities at the beginning of every match drives me batshit crazy. Yeah. I feel like keeping it simple is the best way to to both have newcomers come into it as well as just have a lot of fun. Not not too much stuff to worry about. Yeah. It makes the barrier You're, to entry such smaller. I, yeah. I don't know what's so hard about 112 heroes to choose from at the get-go, man. That's so easy. You just, you know... Just pick the one that looks coolest. It's fine. It's like a friggin', you know what to do. It's like a friggin' Mugen over here. But but then you have to worry about what you have to buy at the yeah. store and mm-hmm. shit like that. And I'm just like, oh my god. That's why I love about heroes. There's no there's no store. There's nothing. You you don't level up individually. Your entire team levels up. So as long as you're working together as a team, using your skills properly, you'll succeed. You know you know what game did that really well as well that you know everybody likes to shit on is uh, Battleborn. How, yeah. How like when you leveled up, you got two choices: pull left trigger or right trigger. That's your power. Like that's simplifying a problem that a lot of people have with those games. Look, uh, I everybody can see my review of Battleborn. <laughs> when I when I when I played that game, mm-hmm. I thought it was fine. I, I like think that it, game. Uh, it was it was totally competent. There was no player base, no. and with that game, you have to have a player base, and you know. Maybe there's a cult following. Who knows? There, there is because they're still doing DLC. So yeah, they're going free to play at some point, right? Nope, they're not. I thought they announced something of that nature. No, that was just, uh, again. The internet likes to report what it likes to report. 
Oh, so I guess it was a rumor, I guess. Yeah, Randy Pitchford was not happy about that article. Uh, <laughs> he okay. made it very well known on Twitter. He's like, we're not free to play. Yeah. We're not going free to play. Stop saying we are. <laughs> Randy, I hate to tell you this, but just go ahead and work on Borderlands 3 for Christ's sakes. Yeah, just just let just, just kind of let Battleborn die. I, I think it's a good game, but you're just not going to get anybody at this point. Yeah, that's, that's sad because it had a lot of ambition. Yeah, it was a neat game. Um, let's see. Shit, what else did I play? I, I played some more, uh, the, uh, Nonary games. Finished up 999, got the true ending of that. Man, talk about a fucking mind fuck. Yep. That game, um, whew. I will tell you, though, there is one thing that's kind of lost in translation from going to the DS version to the PS4 or PC version or whatever else version you're playing. Uh-huh. Is that, you know, obviously the DS has two screens, right? Right. So the last perspective of the last puzzle that you do is actually very creative. I'm not sure how they did it in this game because I haven't finished it yet. So you can tell me. It's not the same puzzle at all. Oh, they changed the puzzle at the end? They changed the puzzle completely. Oh, dude, I did not know this. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, so don't don't spoil it for me at this point, then. I, I, I won't spoil it for you because I was like, I have no fucking clue of what to do on this last puzzle. And so I was like, okay, let me just look at a hint. Like, I just looked up on GameFAQs and everything was like, oh, it's this Sudoku thing. I'm like, this ain't what – this isn't what they, they're they <laughs> explaining. They changed the puzzle completely. They're, it's not the same. Yeah, they had to because the, the way the whole Sudoku puzzle was is that you have kind of the – Hint slash solution on the bottom screen where Junpei is playing himself, right? So right. he's kind of solving the puzzle, giving the information to Akane. So you're kind of having to look between the screens to solve this puzzle. So because you don't have two screens to look at, so that's kind of impossible to do. So yeah, I got to go see what it is. Nice. Yeah, but man, that ending is crazy. It is. Um, but yeah, now nah, I anybody out there who's never played these games needs to play them. If you're yeah. into the, if you're into that kind of thing, nah, say, if, you, no, if no. you're not into visual novels, then it's... and puzzles, puzzles is a big component to nine 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 and versus yeah. last reward. So and and this shit's like no hand holding. No, you, you got to figure this shit out on your get, own. Get out a fucking notepad, get a pen, go to town. No, yeah, put your put your brain to work, boys. No, it's a fun God game. Damn it, Ken! I'm gonna get you to play <laughs> one of these games eventually. No, never. You will. Put a gun to your head at one point. It's going to be easy. Did you ever play Phoenix Wright, Ken? Nope. Those, uh, How about never, never Professor played, Layton? Nope. Never, those just not not for me. Hmm. Never really never really was interested in any of those games. Wow. I'm not, I'm not saying they're bad. I've never played them. It's just... I know. I, it's not my thing. Yeah. That's fine. I mean, it's, it is what it is. Uh, is it time? I, I think it's time. All right. All right I'm out. Put something in the the message thing. We'll, we'll let you does. know. We'll let you know when it's cool. And, and and of course, if anybody listening, the game comes out tomorrow when you're yeah. listening to this. But I mean, for God's sakes, that game's been out everywhere. So. No game comes out on Tuesday, so not tomorrow. I, I'm it's not tomorrow to when you listen to this. I am not going to be spoiling right. anything. I, I know you're not going to be spoiling anything, but some people are like, media blackout, baby. All right, I'm out. Okay. Right, we'll, we'll let him. We'll let him know when we're done. But Drew, I'm. I'm interested. I, I'm paid in full. Okay. I am. I am getting this game because I. I liked uh, what I played of you know four. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just not a handheld guy, so I could never get into it. This one console stylized looks good. 
So I'm playing Persona 5 for review. Um, let's start off simple. You remember everybody, I mean, three people here have, have played Persona 4. Yeah, I played about three hours of it. Okay. Let's paint that I, picture. I played about 80. I beat that game. We beat it for Phoenix Down. But um, when you first booted up Persona 4, there's a lot of exposition, a lot of talking, going places, a lot of introduction stuff. Like, In fact, you don't really even take over your character for like three hours. I was going to say, you <laughs> don't you don't get to your first like dungeon for like two hours, something like that. Right. So it takes a really long time to get started. Persona 5, I am in battles and moving around and jumping around places within five minutes of the game. Sweet. That's what I want to hear. This game starts fast, and then it slows down a little bit to give you some exposition and what the hell's really going on kind of thing, and then it lets you go. I'm in my first dungeon within the first two hours of the game, doing what I want when I want. You got Personas already? I've got Personas, I've got a full party, and I'm about six hours into the game. Sweet. Right now. This game fucking drips fucking style man I, yeah i can see it just from like the screenshots like the, the art design the color palettes like this game just looks really fun it's so freaking nice and like persona has always had a really good art style to it like persona 3 was all about black and blue that was the big shades of color and then <laughs> persona 4 was yellow and black yellow and green and now this one well, they had a little bit of green There's in there. There's a but... lot of black. Yellow and black was definitely the colors. Yeah, it's, it's, that was the color scheme. And then this one is red and black. Yeah, the red is... Those are my colors. Like, when I play Halo, them's my primary colors. So, it's it's got so much style to it. The voice acting is phenomenal. It it's is, got... uh, is as good... On, I mean, that was one thing that stood out in Persona 4 was... Uh, uh, well, the golden version, anyway, was uh, the voice acting was incredible. Yeah, there's no change at all. It's still fantastic. Um, It's still weird. People don't know why things are happening. So, I mean, you're going to see this within the first hour of the game. So, just fair warning, I'm going to talk a little bit about the story. Um, You're a kid who... Or a squid. Yeah, you're a kid now or a squid now. Um. But you're a kid who um, he gets sued by a guy because um, what happens is he's going home from school one day and he sees a man trying to force himself on a woman. So you intervene, you assault him, and he sues you for it. So they put you on probation and they send you off to a school in Tokyo. And you're living with this random guy who took you in as kind of like a halfway house. A lot like Persona 4's beginning. Yeah. Well, but Persona 4 was like your parents have gone no, to no, I, I know that business the trip for a year or something like that. Circumstances are different, but you're still living with somebody else's family going to school in Japan. Yeah. So, uh, in, in in essence, all the Persona games kind of feel the same. From Persona 3 to, to 5. I mean, you, you're going to be like, yeah, this is a Persona game. You're going to know. You're going to see tutorial messages and be like, I already know this kind of thing. If you play Persona before. Yeah, I won't. Um, so uh, he's going to a new school, 
and he finds this thing. He, he keeps noticing on his phone there's a weird app that keeps popping up on his phone, one he doesn't download. And every time he deletes it, it keeps popping back up. So he must have an Android. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so what ends, up, what ends up happening is, is that app actually transports him to an alternate dimension. <laughs> Where all right now definitely an Android. I had one of those. I wonder. I like everybody's like, wow, this is weird. Go play fucking Persona Four. Yeah, you go into the TV. You go into a TV world. Persona isn't that Persona Three where they shoot themselves in the head? You have in order to evoke your personas, you have to pretend to shoot yourself in the head. Yes, that's weird. They're all fucking weird. Um, But this one, this phone app, transports you to an alternate reality of the real world. So the first dungeon basically is the high school itself. It turns into a castle, which is distorted and is ran by one of the coaches of the volleyball team, who's a really big bad guy. He's the king of the castle, and he acts like he's the king of the fucking school whenever you go to school. And so the whole point is is that you're trying to – in order to defeat this dungeon, you have to basically steal something. Out of the dungeon itself. Um, and that's kind of like the whole motif. You're actually master thieves whenever you go into the, the alternate world. And it's all about sneaking around. So um, everything has a rhyme or reason. If you ever played Persona 4 or 3, when you went into a dungeon, it was basically just a bunch of hallways that kind that felt kind of random at times. And this one, it's a full fleshed out, like you're in a castle. And you, there's there's rooms that you've been to before. There's rooms that you haven't. You get a map eventually, and it's like a it's a planned out area. So that's refreshing in and of itself. Traversal's new. You do like a whole bunch of jumping and skipping and stuff like that. You're trying to sneak behind guys to ambush them. Um, now what they did do from Persona uh, One and Two. They brought back talking to the, the shadows instead of just killing them. And in order to gather new personas to use for your main character, you have to negotiate with the enemies. So if you hit an enemy's weakness, like to say they're, you know, their weakness is electricity, you zap them with electricity, they fall down. If you knock all the enemies down, then you can hold them up. And when you hold them up, you can either do an all-out attack, which does a lot of damage, or you can talk to them. And if you talk to them, uh, they'll ask you questions, basically like a personality test almost. If you say the right things, they'll like you, and then they can possibly give you an item. They'll give you money, or they may join your team. If you you piss them off, they're like, fuck you. They'll either run away or they'll fight you again. So it's all about what you say to people. Um. There's a ton of things to do as far as different activities. Um, they've they have the whole spectrum of like if you increase your knowledge or your strength or you know your guts stuff like that, and all your different um, attributes can be raised by doing um, uh, activities uh, in the real world after school kind of thing. Um, the social links are back. Uh, this time they're called confidants. Um, and it, they kind of play out the same way, but there's a really cool thing. Every time you level up a social link, you get a new skill or ability. Something like the baton pa- pass. Whenever you're in battle, 
you can uh, hit an enemy's weakness and you get an extra turn. You can then pass that turn to another person who has no, you know, a special ability or something like that. Um, and that's just the beginning parts of it. Like I said, I'm only about six or seven hours into the game. I got it, you know, a couple days ago. Um, but the die is, it's persona. I mean, that, that's the best way to say it. It is just uh, it's a persona game, which we all know persona games are fucking fantastic. And this one is probably the best Persona game I've played. Sweet. So, I mean, as far as story goes, I haven't got very deep into the overarching story. Um, it's it's all about this gym school teacher who treats his students like crap. And you're trying to go into the alternate world to steal his treasure from the castle, which will then take away his desires to be an asshole, basically. Um, so weird. Where do we go from? Here? Where do we go after that? I have no clue. I have not seen any type of overarching villain who's running the show or anything. I haven't seen any of that. The only thing that I will say um, is that at the very beginning of the game, you're basically telling your your account of the story. So you're sitting. You're actually been caught by the police, and you're sitting in an interrogation room, and they're asking you, "What the hell happened?" And this is you telling your story. So every once in a while, it will flash back to you talking to the police in the interrogation room. They're like, okay, what happened next? And then it goes back to the story. Sounds like Quantum Break. <clears throat> kind of, yeah. Um, but yeah, now there's there's a ton of things to do. Like every there's every persona you can capture uh, for the main character. Um, they brought back guns now. Certain enemies are weak to guns, and uh, you now have ammo. Uh, with certain types of guns. So everybody carries a different type of gun. Um, main character uses pistols. Uh, your buddy, the first party member you get, is carries shotguns. Uh, the girl carries a machine gun. It's, and you can use, and they all play a little, a little bit differently. So like, uh, if you use the girl's machine gun, it randomly hits guys, but hits them for like a n- numerous hits kind of thing. Um, you have your standard attack and then you have your persona abilities that use your, your SP, your special points, I guess, or I don't know what SP stands for, but um, basically your magic points, uh, which can be elemental stuff, wind, ice, fire, that kind of thing. So it's straight up turn-based Final Fantasy VII style? Yes, it is turn-based Final Fantasy VII style. But like I said, if you hit an enemy's weakness, you get to you get to go again. So the main char- it's the main character's turn. You you pull out your gun and you shoot a guy who's weak to gunshots. It knocks them down, and you get one more turn before everybody else. So it's it, it, there's ways to game it, and that's what I've always liked about Persona. <clears throat> so my uh, big question is going to be: Is there a is there a stupid mode? Absolutely. In fact, there are two stupid modes. So there's four different difficulties, uh, and you do this at the very beginning of the game. You can do normal. You can do hard, you can do easy, or you can do a, a safe mode. Safe mode, if you die in combat and you get a game over, you can start that, that combat sequence right away. That's the mode I play on. That's the mode you can play on. But here's the thing. If you play on easy, normal, or hard, you can change the difficulty at any time. If you choose safe at the very beginning of the game, you can't choose it again. I don't want to choose anything but safe mode. There you go. That's Then, then have at it, man. Safe mode is easy, plus you can restart battles 
That's if that's what those that's the way I like to play games that I'm not reviewing because I don't like the stress. I I have to play on normal because I need to talk you, about how if it's difficult or not. Yeah, yeah, no, I I do the same thing. If I'm reviewing a game, I put it on normal and that's how I play it. Yeah. But if I'm playing for like I bought Kingdom Hearts 1.5, 2.5, the the PS4 version this week, and there's an easy mode where it gives you extra stuff. Right. Like, that's the mode I'll play, because I don't care about challenging myself. I'm almost 40 years old, and I have a family. I don't I don't need a challenge. I got plenty I know of you don't. I know you don't care about it, but the Kingdom Hearts games, if you if you play on the harder difficulty, you get a, a, a different ending. I don't care. I can, I I, I can I'm get just a saying. I can get a different FYI. ending on YouTube. Yeah. <laughs> FYI. True story. If you, if you play on the proud difficulty, you get the true ending. It's <clears throat> in Kingdom Hearts. Um... But yeah, I mean, you guys have any questions? No, you answered the questions I had. I'm I'm ready for Tuesday. I've I've never played a Persona game for more than three hours. So, well, within Not three hours of playing this game, you will be in a dungeon exploring. Yeah, yeah. And there is there is obviously a talking cat. Well, yeah. Is Morgana. There, is there a bear? Yeah. There's no bear. This is a cat. <sighs> this no bears. It's a thief cat. Oh well, well there you go. But yeah, it's it, it's great so far. I you know, I, I don't know when I'm going to have my review. Well, I, yeah, we didn't get the game until like three days Way before late. it came out. So yeah, we weren't yeah, cool so. like everybody else that had it like six months ago. Yeah, so I don't I don't know what to tell you, but as of right now, if you are into turn based role playing games and if you really like Persona, there is no reason to skip this game. Unless you don't have you a need- PS4. Unless you have it, you don't have PS4. Is it oh, coming P- to PS3? It is, as well? it is out on PS3 as well. Okay, but let's be fair; cool. nobody has one of those anymore. I do. <laughs> I, I, I I have two. <laughs> so, but yeah, that's um. I mean, that's pretty much it. I mean, it's 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 great. All right. Uh, yeah. Do we want to bring Jay back in before we? Move yeah, on? go ahead and tell Jay to come back. Let's tell Jay to come back. Uh, can somebody do that? I'm. I'm trying to. Uh, John, you want to talk about video games? Well, I'm going to talk about one. One? Yeah, Mass Effect Andromeda, which is what I've solely been playing, I think, for the last. Well, since I was last on the show two weeks ago. Um, I'm kind of curious. You you started on EA Access, then you switched from a system, so you started over? Yep. That's weird. That's not. I think it's very weird. If I if I if that was me, I wouldn't want to lose ten hours of gameplay. <laughs> I had credit on my uh, US PSN account, so I used that, and I didn't get ten hours of gameplay. You only get about three. So I thought you got the whole um, first planet. No, uh, no, you don't. You only get up to the point where um, you're about to go into the first monolith or vault. That's that's where it stops. Oh, okay. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, um, I don't know where to begin with Mass Effect Andromeda. Uh, there's, there's certainly got some good points, um, but there are a lot of niggles that I, I'm struggling to get over. Um, I mean, I'm not going to go on about things like the facial animation and the acting because everyone knows about that. But it's, there's just a feeling that I have that it just doesn't. It isn't as focused as any of the previous Mass Effect games. Um, I'm, I'm probably maybe 25 hours in. I've done 
Uh, I've done like three worlds uh, to a hundred percent viability, and bearing in mind that I've a hundred percented those planets, there's still more stuff to do on them, and it's a lot of side quests. And what I feel like is a lot of busy work. It's go. Can you go and fetch this? And so I get in the tempest. I spend two and a half minutes loading to another planet to spend two minutes killing some enemies to pick up an object to then go back into the Tempest and spend another two and a half minutes to go back to the planet that I was originally on to hand in the quest. Um, And there's a lot of that, a lot of that, which is um, unfortunate because it just, it feels like filler. Like, I don't need this. Um, You know, you you're asking me to go and find a uh, an ancient ruin or a piece of ket tech or something. And it just but it, I, I guess it feels question, pointless. Well, I guess my question is, why are you doing one quest at a time instead of just doing all the quests on that particular area? Because they don't always show up straight away. You sometimes have to wait for a certain period of a period of time where Sam will say, "Oh, the uh, weather's better now. You can go and explore some more," and that stuff then. Pops up, and I'm trying to avoid some of the stuff. I'm trying to, uh, you know, once I've hit 100% viability, as far as I'm concerned, that's my job done as a pathfinder on that planet. And then I bump and into somebody on the Nexus, they give me another quest, and I've got to go back down to that planet and do that quest. And it's, I don't know, this it just feels messy um, and unfocused, as I say. Uh, I'm to a point now where I, all of my uh, side missions, all of my loyalty side missions are on hold. So I've got a progressive story, but more to, uh, to, to get them to unlock. Um, I'm not really in love with the Angarians. They are the new, other than the cat, they're the new uh, alien race. And they, I don't know, they don't, they lack personality. Whereas if you look at the, races from the first set of games, you know, Salarians, Turians, sorry. Um, they all have something distinct about them. They all, uh, I don't know, they felt like real alien races. And even though, you know, there's no such thing as real alien races, but, well. Hey, you but, don't know that. You know, I don't know that. But um, the Angarans just, I don't know, they, <clears throat> they feel uninspired. They all, this is going to sound very racist, but they all look the same. (laughs) 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 I was in a phobe. They all all sound the same. I've Uh come across several of them that have the same voice actor, which is weird. And that's also the same for the Asari. With the exception of PB, all of the Asari look like Dr. Lexi. All of them with a slight makeup change, but they all look the same, which is lazy, if you ask uh-huh. me. Um, and I know this has been said by a lot of other people, but it is true. The comparison is this is the direct to DVD sequel. This oh, is. I like this. That. I like that, John. Yeah. No, I didn't come up with it. Somebody else did. But that, that's what <laughs> this is. This is. Um, I mean, they've surely put a lot of money into it, but. This isn't Bioware. This isn't the same Bioware that made the games that you loved uh, uh, last generation. You know, no one's there that was originally there. The doctors are gone. All of the prop- good coders and, and good developers are gone. The director's gone. Um, 
this is very different and not in a good way. How many alien species are there that's new for Andromeda? Two. So you go to a, you go to a brand new universe. Mm-hmm. Equal not a, or not a new universe, a new galaxy. New galaxy, no, you, right? Yeah, yeah, new galaxy. And you encounter two new species of aliens in the mm-hmm. whole new galaxy. Yeah, yeah. And the the cat are cookie cutters. I mean, they are they are bad guys. They look evil. Mm-hmm. They of course they're evil. They look evil. Of course they are. Um, and as I say, the Angarians <laughs> just uh, in the first game there was a lot of side stuff in the background. The the polit the the politics of these alien races all living on this uh, on the citadel. You know, backstabbing each other bickering and all of that stuff they had a real sense that they had been there for thousands of years um this has none of that it has nothing that's hooking me in the story um there is a little bit of a twist maybe 10 15 hours in um and that's like and it's like that's how you're gonna that that's what you're gonna do to say that that okay yeah that's a bit shit um it just, it's a big fucking disappointment. That's what it is. Mm-hmm. This this was rushed out. And that's, taking aside all of the technical issues, and there are plenty of them, this feels cheap. This feels like this was made by someone, who's that, who's that developer who makes um, that Technomancer game? <laughs> spiders? That Mars Logs yeah, game. Yeah, Spiders. This um, feels like it was made by them. Wow, I one hundred percent disagree. That's I, your opinion. Yeah, I I yeah, I don't sure. think it's I don't think it's nearly as inspired or polished as the original games. But comparing it to a low budget, I've played through I'm most com- of Spider's games. They don't All hold right. a fucking candle to Andromeda. All right, okay. Let me <laughs> compared to the original Mass Effects. This feels like it was made by a third or fourth tier developer, not Bioware. That's my that that's what I'm trying to say in this. Not that it was made by them, but compared right. if you compare that to the, how good and I you know, I it's well known that I didn't really get on with one, but two and three were fantastic. On the plus side, combat is solid. That's you know, it, it is, it's it's refined. Um I mean there are certainly a huge amount of weapons. And that's another downside. The inventory system can go suck a dick. Um, but the, 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 they've got lots of weapons, and you can generally mod them and they kind of tailor them to how you want to play the game. You have, you're no longer locked by the uh, class system. You can put points into anything you want, uh, which gives you multiple ways to, to play and experiment. That's fantastic. But it's just everything else. The the loading between planets, the, and the, it gets real boring real fast. Looked pretty when I first started. It old real fast. The inventory system, the um, the journal, the the mission structure, is, and how you track them is terrible. Yeah. And it's like I'm trying to find what I'm trying, and it's like different subcategories for different side missions. How about you have main quest? and side quest, and then not like five or six different subcategories. And that is absolutely crazy. And it's a shame. And the thing is, I'm still playing it. I'm, I'm, I, I kind of like the universe that the Mass Effect world is set in. It's just, this is, it just doesn't hold up to those 
previous games. It is a big, big letdown, and it's a shame. It's a real, real shame. Because I uh, think this will... I, I, I've got... I mean, I don't think it'll be the last Mass Effect we see, but I don't think they'll follow this one up. I think they'll maybe try and reboot it again. Reboot Mass uh, Effect? I oh. still think the better option for them, rather than trying to do this weird, it's happening, the beginning's happening at the same time, and the rest of it's happening 600 years later, and it's in a completely different galaxy, they probably should have went backwards. And they probably should have done something in the first contact war, because um, mm. I think there's a lot of fertile ground there. Mm. Um, yeah, no, where, where you, I mean, could, you could investigate the story behind humans interacting with um, alien races for the first time. That uh, sounds like a absolutely great idea. I think that would have been a lot. Um, I think that would have been a lot more compelling than what they tried to do here. Um, but I think I think the, but I haven't the problem played it is, yet, is that, so I'm just looking at it from the outside. I, I wonder the story. I, I was disappointed when I heard what the story was going to be because I hoped they'd go backwards rather than do some weird. I can see why they did thing. that. They had to get rid of the canon ending and not have to sort of you know plant their flag in the ground on what happened there. This was a way around that. But it seems to me it's like they thought what we wanted was more Mass Effect. Like we want that but lots of it lots and lots and lots of it whereas i think you know your idea would have been pro- quite quite sound you know why why not go backwards <clears throat> why not see what happened when humans were first introduced into the uh the the big wide universe but this is a decision that they've gone with because um, uh i can answer that question because it's a simple matter of the gaming industry is obsessed with making things bigger hmm. bigger and better is the thing that they think is synonymous with each other. And that is obviously not true from what we've seen. So they wanted to make it so that you can explore even more planets. There's more, even more things that you can do. There's even more items that you can collect. But more as missions, we, but it's yeah. all busy work. Yeah, it's just quantity over quality again. For and that's way. not what made Mass Effect good anyway. No. Um, it was the character interaction that made it good. Um, and, and there's... You could if they if they'd have told a much tighter story mm-hmm. um, with uh, even even a, a, a smaller cast of characters that you had frequent interaction with, I think it could have worked perfectly. But that's there, and the thi- the, in my opinion, but, that's there. Like I, I genuinely like Jaw. I think Jaw's a great character. I think Vetra's a great character. I think uh, Vetra is uh, for sure. But I I found again Jaw to be just meh. I, I, there's no one standing out like they did in the, the first cast, uh, for me anyway. Um, uh, but Vectra, with the exception of Vectra, and maybe PB, although she's a bit annoying, but she might have a bit of depth to her. I'm not far enough into to ex- explore her lawly mission. But I like, it, it, I like it, Drac a lot better than I like PB. <laughs> well, Drac's cool, but he's literally a carbon copy of Rex. Well, and it's yeah, like, because well, that's... that's that, I mean, let's be honest here. Mass Effect 3 took... a took the biggest criticism it started the entitled gamer movement oh god didn't it and, and going into this game you got to think being in you know what is left of bioware they're like mm. we don't want to mess with what made the first one the first trilogy great so they played it a hundred percent no they played it a hundred percent safe but by doing that they're just then they're not giving well, not giving me what I want, which I is... I think, though, that's the problem, right? I mean, that's why... Sure, 100%, but you know how the internet is. 
Well, but so forget about that for now, and just, let's just concentrate on making the best games that are possible. The the challenge that a lot of Bioware sequels have is exactly what you're describing. Um, they feel safe because they end up populated with characters that are very, very similar. We talked about this a couple weeks ago, right? Yeah. Where Bioware is fantastic at crafting this universe and building all these amazing characters, and then it's like you get to the second game, and it's like, oh, well, I guess we'll just do something similar again because uh, it worked last time. Right? I mean, it, the, the Dragon Age game suffered from that. Uh, I know Drew loved Dragon Age Inquisition. I loved it too, but um, you can't deny that it felt a little samey. Um, and I, I think it sounds like the Mass Effect series is suffering from that too. So. Oh, 100%. Even, even, even worse by that, Ryan. Like To me, when I talked about Dragon Age Inquisition, it was my most disappointed game of the year. But I still conceded that it was still a good game that I enjoyed playing through. But when I started playing Mass Effect, I didn't feel that. Between the technical bugs, all the design choices, and all the little busy work and other things in general with the story not really being that compelling at the get-go with the first three hours being, I just stopped playing the game. Mass Effect is one of my favorite Western RPG series of all time. And I played three hours of it, and I had no more desire to play it again. I returned the thing. See, that's, that I'm is gonna... sad to me. Yeah, I'm going to play it. Um, Mass, Mass Effect for me is a, one of my favorite series. I, I've read the books. I, I want to play it. Um, but I'm just not, I'm not excited about it like I expected I would be. Yeah. Damn shame, man. I don't know. I enjoyed, um, well, I enjoyed it. I'm, 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 there is some enjoyment I'm getting out of it. Otherwise, I wouldn't have played 25 hours. That's for sure. Um, it's just I wish it was more focused. I wish that it, they had taken a lot of the stuff out that I don't need to do that has no consequence to the ongoing story and had a tighter game experience. I don't need an 80-hour RPG, for Christ's sake. I don't need one of those right now. No one needs one of those right now. I, I would have been far more happier with a 20, 30-hour solid experience, and I just wish that's what they had, had given us, as opposed to going bigger and, and louder. Um, as, as Jay said, that's not what um, I wanted from a Mass Effect game. And by the sounds of it, not what I, a lot of people wanted. But um, I'm sure this isn't going to kill Mass Effect. I mean, it's a big... I'm sure it's probably sold incredibly well, regardless of the, uh, of the uh, average reviews. Um, but I, I have to wonder whether Andromeda is like the, the, the first and last dip, uh, toe, uh, toe that they dip in on this one uh, and whether they decide to try and like, you know, re-strategize in regards to the next one. Um, it also, yeah, could have left done with another six months in the oven because you know, yeah, the amount of times I've glitches. Um, the worst ones are the um, loading when you fast travel to certain sites. It goes weird, and I get a weird screen. Then I've got it's caused my uh, controller to constantly rumble until I shut the game down. And then I've, the worst, though, is the tracking missions where it will just, there'll be nothing there or you're following something and it just vanishes from the screen and you're like, well, what? And I've had that happen, but hey-ho, hey-ho. Off to work um, we go. Indeed. Um, and that's essentially all I've really played over the last couple of weeks. All right. Uh, Jay, you want to talk about video games? Okay, sure, I. You know, just like uh, John, I, I did play Mass Effect Andromeda, but I think we 
went really in depth about what is the problem with that game, so I'm not going to talk about it. I played uh, and finished the Dark Souls 3 DLC, and um, that I have very mixed feelings about that one because it has some of the best. Well, it has one of the best uh, Dark Souls boss battles ever, and it also has one of the worst in the same same DLC content that lasts about like three four hours. So uh, that's like that's a bit mixed. The new areas. Um, kind of uninspired there's like these really giant swamp areas and some pretty i mean a lot of it is really pretty to look at but um boy does it uh does it does it really kind of harken back to the old uh, dark souls games but that's kind of what dark souls 3 is it's kind of like the greatest hits of dark souls so it's okay that it is doing those homages and stuff like that but i would like to see a bit more innovation maybe something new uh, instead the new weapons and items that you collect are pretty nice, especially the weapons. Some of them which are spectacular. Um, if you play Dark Souls, uh, Drew, remember that giant like fume fume knight sword from Dark Souls Two? Yeah, I think yeah. so. Yeah, those they're called ultra great swords, right? Okay. And they're like bigger than you are when you hold them. And now you can dual wield them, and you have like. Stamina based moves and they they look elaborate. Dark Souls is getting anime as hell sometimes. It's weird that you light them on fire as you drag them on the ground and lift the enemies up and then do like a spinning jump downward spiral attack. And I was like, wow, is this fucking Naruto game? I don't know, but um, it's it's pretty spectacular. But it's it's it's, it's good. But you know, it's just Dark Souls. But you have to remember, this might be the last bit of content we might ever see of the Souls. Well, of, of, that of Dark name. Souls. Yeah. They'll, they'll, they'll so. make another game. They just won't call it Dark Souls. Uh, I'd be, I'm down for Bloodborne 2, man. I'm not sure about I'm, you guys. I'm expecting that to be a big E3 game. You so think this year? I think, I think yeah. Sony's going to announce it at a launch in spring of next year. I've got a feeling you might be right. E3 is where that's going to appear. Yep. That, that, would be, that would be nice because uh, Bloodborne, boy, was that a great game. Uh, and change it just enough from the Souls formula to really make it stand out as well. Uh, other than that, I really haven't been playing that much this week. Just uh, mostly not playing Persona 5 has, has been my week. And uh, I played a lot of Tokiden 2, actually, with Drew and with some other people. Got really deep into that game. That game is fun, man. Like, man, like some of the bosses that you face later get really elaborate and crazy yeah, as their health bar goes down. They're really... Like, the design of some of those mm-hmm. monsters are really, really cool. Yeah, it's, it's pretty creative stuff. I like the... One of the one of the fights that I enjoy was this, like... This, this thing that has, like, a giant club, and he has four arms. And as you fight him, he, like, throws away the clubs as, like, a final attack. And then he actually transforms his four arms into, like, giant, like, rocks of clubs. And he starts swinging them around at you, like, really violently. And then once you get him down even further, he actually stands on the four hands that he has, like, pillars, and starts doing these other attacks. And I was like, holy shit, how am I going to kill this thing? And it gets pretty intense. And the multiplayer component of it works well. It's hard to, like, invite people, like, much harder than it ought to be to just invite your friend and just go. We have to, like, find some weird workarounds to make that work. But outside of that, it's, it's a pretty solid game. I'm sure they'll make like a Tokiden 2 like plus kind of game, like the way they did with um, Tokiden 1 and Kiwami. So uh, I'll play that as well when that comes in. 
But yeah, a really, really uh, quick, quick week for me. All right, uh, Ryan. All right. So I have played a couple things this week. Um, I'll start with the old one. Um, Jacob and I have almost beat um, Tearaway Unfolded. Nice. Uh, which is an awesome little game. Um, it's uh, the puzzles are really clever. Um, I like the way it um, it 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 makes very um, uh, innovative use of the controller. Of uh, it breaks the fourth wall in really interesting ways. Um, it's really really cool, uh, and it was a it was a great game to get for free. When uh, when it popped up that we were getting it for free, I thought, oh okay, well I played a little bit of the Vita one. Uh, so I'll give it a try. I never expected to for us to get as into it as we did. Um, so my this will uh, this will generate some nuclear heat. My son likes it more than Zelda. <laughs> nice. uh, so, but uh, uh, no, it's it's really good. If you guys haven't um, if you haven't played it, uh, you definitely should. There's and some really um, neat stuff just like there. what Ryan is doing, playing with your kid or if you're you know like babysitting some kids or whatever. Play those kind of games with them; they'll love it. My kids love that it's, kind of thing. It's such a—I mean, there there are so many neat little, um, neat little ways it uses the touchpad on the PS4 mm-hmm. controller. Um, neat ways it uses the light on the back of the controller. Um, there's some really cool stuff there. So check it out if you haven't. Um, and then most of my week has been spent playing MLB The Show for review. Um, which it, it's actually, I didn't play last year's at all. Um, last year was the first year in a long, long, long time I didn't play, um, the show. So probably honestly, since the show tagline has been added, it was the first year I hadn't played it. Um, and even before that, um, I played the MLB series in the late nineties. So, um, I missed out on last year. Some of the stuff that I'm like wowed about, I don't know if they added it last year or this year. Um, so I have to kind of figure that out a little bit, I guess, but, um, what, what, what can you, I mean, what do you so, think? So, uh, last year in road to the show, um, could you go automatically to the next game without going back to the menu or without going back to the clubhouse or the home screen or whatever? I think so. Okay. I can't, God, I can't remember. I, I'm pretty sure you can just go the next game and God, what was the last one I played? It wasn't, it was two years ago, I think was the last one I played. Well, that was 2015, which I did play, and you couldn't. You couldn't um, do that? Yeah, no. I'm pretty sure that they allow you to do that. I, I can't remember. Well, in, in 17, it's awesome. Regardless of when they added it, it's awesome. It's new to yeah. me, so it's awesome. Um, you can, as soon as the game's over and it's showing you the end-of-game stats, um, in the old versions, you had to go back out. It would save. You would get another loading screen. Take forever. It would you to the menu, and then you would pick go to the next game. Now you can hit go to next game straight from that stat screen. Um, you have an option still to train from that screen, so you don't have to go. You don't even have to back out to train, um, and you can just motor through games. Um, I can get through probably five games in the amount of time it used to take me to get through two, um, which is awesome. The um, the showtime stuff uh, is really cool in Road to the Show where you have this um, kind of showtime meter at the bottom. And um, uh, the hitting one really only works out to one time a game, um, at least early on. 
Um, basically, one time a game when the pitcher's getting ready to pitch, you can hold the right trigger, and time slows down, and the pitch comes in really slow, and there's like a circle around the ball that gets closer and closer and closer, and you hit it right when it touches the ball, and it doesn't guarantee that you're going to get a hit, but it basically guarantees you're going to make good contact. Um, in the uh, base running, you can use it. Um, you can slow down time so you can see exactly when the pitcher's foot comes up for his delivery so you can take off to try and steal a bag. Um, the fielding is really cool. You um, uh, Every now and then you'll get like a special ball hit your way, and if you hold the uh, R1 button, um, it like locks you onto the ball, and it's basically the way you have a set amount of time to hit R1. And if you hit it in the right amount of time and hold it, um, you're you're almost basically guaranteed to make the catch as long as you hold on to it. But they're like really difficult catches, like jumping catches or diving catches. Um, and then when you throw to the bag, you have to preload just like you always had. So when the ball's coming at you, you want to go ahead and hold down the button for the base you want to throw it to to get your player ready. But then once you actually pick up the ball and you set back to throw, time stops and it puts a circle around the bag that you're throwing to and another circle on the screen like off to the right or up in the air or down in the bottom depending on how you feel to the ball and you basically have to use the right stick to guide that circle over top of the bag and then hit the trigger to throw so Jesus. there's like an extra there's an extra layer so it sounds complex it's super easy and it makes fielding actually feel important um, one of the challenges in the uh, the older games is in the field. It was basically just, hey, the ball's coming to you, preload and throw it. Um, sometimes they use the meter, which the meter is awful. I hate the fielding meter. Um, but this actually gives you something to do in the field, and it actually feels like you're throwing the ball to first base um, or second base or wherever you're throwing the ball. Um, so it's that addition is really, really neat. Um, I played some of Diamond, the Diamond Dynasty mode, which is like the card game mode. I hate these modes <laughs> in games. I hate them. I've never understood where and why um, all of a sudden these freaking collectible card games showed up in all my sports games. Um, I actually liked the, it in the last one I reviewed. This one is fine, I guess. Um, when I played it, the PSN, um, at least with MLB, was having issues, so it was taking forever to load. Um, is, it's fine. There's like a is, conquest is plagued? mode. Is it plagued with microtransactions and stuff like that? Uh, I wouldn't say it's plagued with microtransactions, okay. but there are microtransactions. You can buy new cards, you can buy points. There was um, a cool mode in it where you could basically just do a random draft. Yep. And just like you get like a booster pack and you just yep. use the cards that's in that and you yep. had the uh, you go against the guy who did the exact same thing. That was yeah. kind of fun. Yeah, that's that's there I think that's still in there. There's this conquest mode where you um you're basically trying to take over the map of the United States um and earn fans from other ball ball teams. It's okay. I mean, I, I just I'm just not a big fan of it. Um I haven't had a chance to boot up the franchise mode yet. Um, I'm going to play that uh, before my review. I'm hoping to get my review out by Tuesday, so it's only you know a week between when we got it and when we put the review out. But um, I want to play a little bit of the, the franchise mode. 
so I can review that as well. But, um, I mean, everybody who's ever listened to me about this game or has watched uh, or has read any of my reviews knows that every year, 95% of my time is spent in Road to the Show. Uh, and it's fantastic this year. There's um, They've added conversations with your coach. So it, it's similar to what they've done with FIFA and with NBA over the last couple of years, where now there are interactions between games. Um, I will say they don't do it as well as the 2K series does. Um, it's set up, it's very strange. Um, in the 2K series, you're, um, it's your player talking, right? And there have been some complaints, and I've been among them, about the voice acting in that part of that series and the, the lack of player voices. Um, just like the lack of selection of player voices. But, um, the, the way of getting around it for, for MLB is none of your player or coach um, dialogue is voiced. It's this weird narrator um, where it's almost like the Dukes of Hazard narrator um, where, uh, you know, like in the Dukes of Hazard, how the card be in midair and it like stop and the narrator come on and be like, those Duke boys are sure in trouble now. Um, <laughs> they better grow some wings or learn It doesn't have that same voice, but it's the same concept where it just shows like – your guy talking to the coach, like uh, pretending to talk is the best way I can put it. And the narrator's like, the interaction between a young player and his hitting coach is one of trust and certainty. Um, and then it like comes up with a dialogue option. And so your coach might say, hey, nice game out there. And you have the choice of saying, you're welcome, <laughs> or um, thanks, coach. Right? So does they, it, does so it play just, a banjo while, it's, while the narrator's talking? <laughs> It does not. It should. <laughs> so then you say thanks, coach, and it's just, it'll it, it might say um, mutual respect between the coach and the player is incredibly important at this level, <laughs> and then it comes up again and it'll say, um, you know, well I look forward to your continued development, and then you just hit the button to move past it. Um, it's I don't know. It's I'm glad they've added something like that in. I do not like the execution of it, and. What's frustrating is I mentioned that you can kind of speed through from one game to the next, which is great, but sometimes it forces you back to the clubhouse because of one of those dialogue options. Basically, whenever it wants you to do one, it forces you back to the clubhouse. So there have been times where I'm like cruising through and I get a couple games in and um, I have a really good game. I feel like I'm in the zone. I just want to move on to the next one. It forces me back to the clubhouse, and I'm like, oh, okay, maybe something important's about to happen. No, it's just my hitting coach who wants to tell me, hey, you had a great game out there. Well, thanks, but I know I had a great game out there. <laughs> and because I had a great game out there, I just want to play the next one because I'm in the zone. Um, so it's like, I don't know, it kind of pulls you out of it sometimes. Um, overall, though, it's a step in the right direction. I just hope they flesh it out a little bit more. I know that they probably heard a lot of the criticism that other series have gotten about the voice acting. I don't even care if it's voice acted. Um, just get rid of the narrator. <laughs> uh, it's like, I don't know if it's supposed to be documentary style or what. I've talked to the boogeyman who is the, the other person um, that I know who is um, as big a fan of this series as I am. And he actually likes the narrator. 
Um, so I'm, I'm sure there are people out there who will like it. It's just not for me. Um, I'm just not a fan of the... Uh, you know, the choosing of an agent is one of the most important decisions of a young player's career. Would you rather have that or would you have, have you're welcome, coach, you know, kind of thing? Yeah, I know, but the uh, honestly, I'd rather have the you're welcome, coach. They can't stop me. I'm on fire. At um, least, At least there's no ghosts in the story mode. You know. That's true. There's no ghosts. <laughs> wait, wait, hold on. No <sighs> dead friend. No, yeah. Well, is there is there a precedence for ghosts and then dealing with ghosts? the last NBA. In the last, so not not NBA 2K7, <gasps> not the one that just came out this year, um, but the one before. They had the the um, the Spike Lee. I can't remember what it was called. Living the Dream, I think, is what it Living was. Living the Dream. Um, <laughs> The story mode, basically, for your creative player, it took up the entire first season of your professional career. And you have, it's it basically tells the story of a, a guy that, um, his best friend growing up, they basically go two different directions. He goes into the NBA and his best friend, like, gets in trouble and um, is, like, constantly doing stuff that he shouldn't be doing and get sucked in with people he shouldn't be sucked in with and um at one point like in the the battle throughout the entire story is you've got all these people trying to tell you you need to cut ties with this guy because he's bad news he's a bad influence and your character kind of fights to keep him as a friend but is also still constantly telling him hey you got to make better decisions with your life and spoiler alert for uh, a basketball game two years ago your friend gets killed in a car accident and uh, late in your first season. And so then you see his ghost on a basketball court. The sixth man. Talking of not on the, it was like on the, on the, um, the concrete basketball court that you played on growing up um, at the end. It's like the closing uh, cut scene. And uh, basically he talks about decisions and all sorts of other stuff. So wow. it was super. It was super cheesy and way too deep. I, I appreciated what they were trying to accomplish, but it was way too deep for a basketball, basketball game, game story. Yeah. <laughs> so, wow. But, all right. But no, I actually I didn't. Um, I is I did criticize the voice acting choices that they had in, in the NBA series, but honestly, I got used to it so fast um, that the, the voice seemed to match the character that I had. So I was I was at the end of the day fine with it, but um, this game is I don't know it's just weird the way they tried to do it. It's like they tried to get around that problem and couldn't find a good way to get around it, so they just um, said screw it, we're just gonna uh, screw it, we're just gonna not give them voices at all, <laughs> which I, I wouldn't expect them to do voice acting in a. Um, in road to the show for baseball, um, it's just, there's um, it, there. It, it would be tough for them to find enough voices and to voice all that out. So I I would be fine with it just going to a text based system. I don't need the voice acting. Um, Zelda's proved you don't need voice acting. <laughs> you really don't. Um. So, but anyway, it's a great game. That's the that's the last one that I'll say. <laughs> I still like that. There's ghosts. <laughs> not in this one. They're no, no, not get... in this one. But there are ghosts in sports games yep. now. 
that's the best. Yep, and your, and your character's name in that, uh, uh, well, it, it wasn't his name, it was his nickname, but everybody calls him that. It was Frequency Vibration. <laughs> All I can think of is Marky Mark and the Funky Munch when you say that. <laughs> Good vibrations! So, uh, so everybody, come on, come on! Everybody calls him Freak. That's like, your name in that game was Freak. Um, which somehow I feel that was offensive. even your parents call even your parents call you frequently. Your parents are <laughs> the ones who gave you the gave you the nickname. Uh, okay, because you were your mom was listening to music when you were in the womb, and uh, you, vi- you were, and you vibrated. You, I don't <laughs> you were kicking and jumping around and all sorts of stuff. So she named you Frequency Vibration. Okay. It's just I don't know. That was I. I don't want to throw too much hate at that because it was it was actually there were parts of it that were really good and gave that player um, some depth that most sporting games don't. <laughs> just took it a little too far in a couple areas. I think. All right. There is that it. Uh, yeah, that's it. Okay, I'll wrap this up. There's not a whole lot I can talk about. I'm still playing ukulele. Uh, I started playing Bullet Storm Full Clip Edition. Can you talk about that? Nope. For some weird reason, oh. I can't talk about that game. When did that game originally Duke come Nukem out? Like? In it. Uh, I don't have Duke Nukem yet. Oh. So they don't. They won't have the codes for Duke Nukem until next week. So I'm just playing the the vanilla campaign. That game came out was in between Gears Three and Judgment, if I remember correctly, because it's made by people can fly, who are the ones that did Judgment. So I don't remember the exact year that that game came out, but mm-hmm. that game was Un- that game was great, very underrated. Yes. Great. So I'm playing that. Um, I dove back into a couple open world games just to kind of dick around um, stuff that I'd already finished. I was going around doing side stuff. I played some more Horizon. Played a little bit of Dead Rising Four. Just just killing time in those two games. I forgot how much I enjoyed Horizon. I forgot how much I enjoyed Dead Rising. Did you uh, finish Zelda? No, I'm still playing Zelda. Oh wow! Okay. Yeah, no, I'm taking. I'm 100 percent taking my time. Like right now, I am upgrading my heat armor. So I've maxed out my climbing gear, my cold gear, and my standard gear, and now I'm upgrading my. Um, it's the set that you get on the the Goron Mountain. Right. So I you, you bought the helmet and everything, right? Yeah, I've got the helmet, yeah. the the chest piece and legs and I've upgraded them twice. I right now I'm saving up 10,000 rupees to unlock the fourth fairy so I can get the final upgrade for all of my armors. <sighs> 10,000 rupees. So let me ask you let me ask you a question. <clears throat> you are now, I don't know, about a month in. Mm-hmm. Um what's your what's your verdict on the switch at this point a month in? The system itself? Was it worth it? Yep. I like the system. I do. Um, I like its simplicity. Um, I don't... I bought Blaster Master because I felt like I needed another game. (laughs) (laughs) All I have is Zelda and Fast RMX. uh, And everything else I have on it is old stuff that I've played before. And it seems like Mario Kart is taking a million years to get here. Yep. Um, But I still like the system. Um... I still don't think you need to run out and buy one, <clears throat> especially right. if you're doing it for Zelda, because you can play Zelda on the Wii U, and that's that's the only game you need to have right now is Zelda. Okay. Um, 
but no, I think it'll be I think it'll be a great uh, for people who want it. It'll be a great P uh, a Vita replacement, mm-hmm. and I think that it will be a decent Nintendo console in the next two years. Did they uh, start rolling out the virtual console stuff yet? <clears throat> nope. Still, huh? Yep. Wow. I I tweeted about that the other day. I was like, "Yep, things been out a month. Maybe we'll that start is... talking about the virtual console." That is like the silliest thing because adding virtual console just adds so many games and value to your system automatically. It's like yep. an instantaneous value machine, and they just won't do it for some reason. That's yeah, I, mean, I have to give them credit. They've been pumping indies out on that thing like crazy. Like all of the S or the uh, Neo Geo arcade games are on there, which those are really cool. I bought a bunch of those on Xbox. Um, there's some really weird games from the SNK Neo Geo days. Right. And especially playing on the go with like proper emulation, that's like that's a good sell. Yeah, absolutely. Those SNK games are really slick. Like you can choose between the uh, the English version, the Japanese version. You can do like uh, online leaderboard height score stuff. Um, and there's a good selection. Like it's got two different King of Fighters games, some really obscure stuff like Waku Waku Seven. Um, there, there's just some really neat stuff on there. So, I mean, if you're a fan of old Neo Geo games, they're available on all three platforms. So, you might want to check those out. Those are pretty cool. I've been buying those. They're only eight bucks pop, and they do quite a bit of uh, updates to those things to make them worth the eight bucks. Um, I played Overwatch as I do every week. Um, I'm actually learning Orisa only on defense. She's not very useful on offense, at least in my opinion. But anytime we play defense, she's gotten to the point where people aren't just picking her now. Mm-hmm. So I can pick her on defense pretty regularly. She is fun to play as, as a, as a defense tank. She's got a lot of interesting things. So, played a bunch of that. Uh, the game I spent the most time playing that I can talk about is I played uh, Vikings, The Wolves of Midgard. And no, it's not a sequel to that Viking game we talked about. Oh, right. Like 6,000 years ago. Constantly. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this game is Diablo with Vikings. Um, How is it? It's fine. It's... Mm. I can't believe it's $60. Like, <laughs> that part of it really... Bo- and it's not because I don't think, like... It It feels very close to Diablo. <clears throat> the problem is, is you're going to get the Diablo comparisons because it has the same kind of layout, the same perspective, the same... Like, you map all your moves to the face and shoulder buttons. Um, leveling up is different. So, in this game, you earn what they call blood. And the blood you can take to an altar after you finish a level. Because there's actual levels. You go into the level, you finish, you come back out to the hub, very similar to Diablo. And then you go to the altar, and you can use the blood to level up your character to the next level. And then you get to choose one of five point thing so you can do you know more health more damage faster attack speed uh one of the unique things in this game is that there are environmental effects in some levels so some levels for example are like super cold so you have a meter that goes up that tells you how cold you are you have to get to a fire in order to bring that meter back down if it fills up it starts taking health um you can equip armor and weapons and actually upgrade your elemental resistance that's one of the points that you can put stuff into Probably the most interesting thing about this game is that there are five different, five or six different weapon types that you can carry. So you've got bows, swords and shields, two-handed weapons, things like that. But anytime you switch to a different weapon style, you switch your deity, 
which unlocks a completely different skill tree. Okay, that's cool. So, as you're using a two-handed weapon, you get a different god. Like, I, just for as an example, I'm trying to think, like, Odin is one of the gods, and when you're using a, his weapons, he has his own skill tree. Um, the skills are unlocked per level. There are three tiers to each skill. So, for example, your critical attack might be available at level 1, 5, and 15. And you can put a new point into it every time you reach that level. Um, also in that skill tree, you can put points into new moves, so you can get new moves for that particular deity. So all of the deities have different moves that you can pick per weapon. You can switch these on the fly, but if you do switch, your skill tree is where it's at. So if you haven't put any points into bows, you could be a level 10, but be using level 1 moves, because you haven't put any points in them. Um... That's probably the most unique thing about this. The problems I have with this game is that it feels very unpolished. Um, it is only two-player co-op, which kind of sucks. Um, we have had a lot of issues. I've been playing with Justin, and we've had a lot of issues where he'll just get kicked out of the game. Um, like in the middle of a level, which really sucks. Um, also, for people who are obsessed with progression, when you play co-op, if you join somebody's game, your character, your loot, your upgrades all go with you, but your story progression does not. Why the fuck would you do that? So we we noticed this because we finished playing one night and I was like, oh, look, I got three achievements for finishing these story missions. And he didn't get any of them because he was in my game. Um, the altar where you upgrade your character also can be upgraded with uh, materials, and if you're in somebody else's game, you can't upgrade the altar. So you have to go back into your game, upgrade your altar, uh, which gives you access to higher skill point um, abilities before you can actually use them. So, so your the moral of the story is don't play with your friends. Basically, they have okay. they have made this so that it's not friendly to play co-op if you care about any of those, like if you care about achievement, story progression, or upgrading the actual upgrade portions. So there's a lot of things wrong with this game, mm. but I do enjoy playing it. I just don't think it's worth sixty dollars. Unfortunately, that, that whole progression thing sounds like um. Uh, I know what you're talking. Dungeon Siege. Dungeon Siege Three. Yep. Yeah. As much as I love that game, man, that was a misstep and a half. Yeah, the, the the one the one thing that this has a leg up on that though is that you do get to keep your character progression and your your levels and your points. Yeah. You just don't get to keep anything else, which kind of sucks. But no, I've been playing a lot of that. <clears throat> Almost finished with ukulele. I got one world left. Um and my review. The embargo lifts on Tuesday, so I'm going to try to get my review out this week for that game. Um, but let's talk about what is coming out this week. Again, it's another week of a bunch of freaking games that you ain't got no time to play. Uh, Air Conflicts, Secret Wars, uh, Arma Galant, The Decks of Destiny. Uh, Arma, as in that, was it? Well, it's one third word. Third-person shooter thingy. Was it first person? No, it's well, it's third or shooter? it's third or first person. But this is Arma Galant. That's all one word. Oh, okay. So it's not so it's not Arma. It's not Arma. No. Okay, gotcha. Uh, for anybody who didn't have a Wii U, Lego City Undercover is coming out this week for PC, PS4, Xbox One, and Switch. 
So, Parappa the Rapper. The PS4 remaster is out this week. I'm totally buying that. <coughs> I love Parappa. Persona 5. That's a little game that's out this week. <laughs> After six years of waiting. <laughs> two, well, one more day to go, baby. Rocket League is getting a new expansion this week called The Fate and the Fur- the Fate of the Furious. And yes, it is a tie-in to the movie. <laughs> Does it? Do you know if it has the, the actual cast of the movie doing voice acting? No, there's no voice acting in Rocket League. I don't know, man. Maybe they added some kind of feature into it. That I don't <laughs> so, well, like when you score a goal, you hear Vin Diesel? Yeah, baby. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I play that. Uh, Sniper Ghost Warrior 3 is out this week. Starring Coheed and Cambria. <laughs> really? No. No. I'd buy it if it was. Uh, new expansion for Watch Dogs 2 called No Compromise. Bulletstorm Full Clip Edition. That's a Friday release, which is interesting. Uh, Dead Rising 4 Frank Rising expansion is out this week. All right. Blackwood Crossing. I think it's an adventure game. Uh, Graceful Explosion Machine is the Switch game besides Lego City Undercover that is out this week. Uh, nothing on the 3DS. So let's go to the PC. What is the great game name this week? Here we go. It's it's right at the top. Glorch's Great Escape Walking is for Chumps. Okay. <laughs> nice. That's pretty funny. Um, that's about it. The rest of them are pretty standard video game names. There's What's Under Your Blanket 2. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> well, this, the much anticipated sequel. To yeah, What's Under Your Blanket. Game of the year. Mm-hmm. You'd think you'd have figured that out in the first one. No. <laughs> I mean, they left it on a cliffhanger. You know? <laughs> All right, the first game is just all about getting up the courage to lift up the top top blanket. Yeah, and the next one's all about getting under the sheet. Yep. All right, I have to look this up because I have a feeling it has something else. It has to do with something else. You think it has to do with some, some burnt... Kind of yeah, okay. I, I have a feeling it's you trying to hide your boner. <laughs> oh, God. Really? Okay. What's under... Your blanket. You might not just want to Google that. You might want to yeah, put the word would... game at the end of it or something. Yeah. Uh, yes, it is. It is about you hiding your boner. Is it really? Of what is this is. game? It's about a guy who gets in an awkward situation and not in a subtle, suitable moment and tries to overcome it, is what it says. He tries to this overcome This is a 99 cent it. game that is very positively reviewed. All right, so I'm seeing... Him laying in bed and people are looking at him, and obviously there's something sticking up up under his sheets. <laughs> then he's at a computer under sheets, looking at a computer. Sure. And then he's at a hospital. Okay. And now he's he's at a workout area. Okay. Did you, and there's did you, Santa did you, did Claus. Apparently too? there's Santa Claus there. <gasps> no. Uh, you don't want Santa Claus to see that. He knows when you've been naughty. It's okay. True. What's under... Your blanket part two. Let's see. Oh, the sequel, the follow up. 
how many blankets does this dude have? Like, well, wait, is is this what you made by with the a blanket at the gym? Is this made by the guy that did Shower with Your Death Simulator 2015? Wait, yes. What? Yeah, you've never okay. seen that game. That game is. Uh, no, I've not. Wow, this game looks fucking nuts. Okay, yeah, it's about him trying to masturbate. <gasps> while people are walking by and you have to stop while they walk by. So it's a I very realistic honest, game. I really didn't need to know that that's what it was about. Like, you, I could have. You know, I'm all for the indie game scene. Mm-hmm. But come on. Yeah, it looks. Hey, there's a market for it, I'm sure. Uh, clearly, if it's got positive reviews on Steam. That's what Drew's all about, man. That's what he wants. Sure. All right. Uh, ready for some news? Sure. Next week is going to be a very interesting conversation. Uh-oh. Oh, boy. Because this week, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm getting a lot of confirm confirmations on this. Quite a few people who know things about things. We're going to see Scorpio this week. Mm. Nice. Which is weird, because I'd heard May for a long time. Well, maybe they decided to push the boat out. <laughs> yeah, so I uh, don't know how it's going to happen, uh, but people are saying, uh, and this is a, there's two or three people that have confirmed that Microsoft will be showing Scorpio stuff this week. Well, I would have to think that it's... Because uh, something like that, it's going to be an event, isn't it? So invites are going to have to go out to the relevant journalists. So you would think maybe they'll start going out uh, beginning of the week, and maybe it's for, like, Friday or something. Or or it's a Game Informer cover story or an IGN first. No, that, they wouldn't IGN it. Uh, no, no. Or maybe they're just... Or maybe it's just one of those... Like a Direct, like a Nintendo Direct, where there isn't... They're just going to put it out on Twitch or something. I don't know. I don't know. We'll find out this week, hopefully. So we might finally mm. see what this thing is. Be interesting. Uh, also, they, this... they they won't price it. No, no, no. <laughs> price won't come until after E3, for sure. In sadder news, Mad Cats is no more. Yep, that is, that wow. is sad. Someone's finally put a bullet in that, dead ho- uh, that dying horse's head. <laughs> Jay's sympathetic... John's like, get him the fuck out of here, fucking. Well, come on, it's been. Let's let's face it, they're not been they're not been well. Yeah, so that uh, the accessory maker Mad Cats has filed for bankruptcy. Um, so there you go. Uh, there were a lot of April Fool's jokes. Hopefully, nobody fell for any of them. Uh, one of them ended up being uh, actually two of them supposedly ended up being real games. Uh, one of them was an eight bit version of Bayonetta, which is out on Steam. You can actually go play it. Uh-huh. For free. Uh, the other one was the return of Street Fighter EX. Um, actually, Ken, when you beat the 8-bit version thing of Bayonetta, it actually goes to like a teaser thing. Really? There's Yeah, it's like supposed to be like a countdown that shows up after you beat the thing. So it so, seems to be they might be making an announcement for something Bayonetta related. So that's what they did with that scale-bound money. <laughs> <laughs> I'm down for it. Fuck scale-bound. Let's go Bayonetta. Uh, so, uh, yeah, but, uh, Street Fighter EX, the uh, developer Arika, if you remember, mm. they're the ones who built Street Fighter EX, Street Fighter EX2, Street Fighter X 3 and they were actually playing the game on a Twitch stream Saturday night, and they mentioned the word Kickstarter. So could we, could we see the return yeah. of Scalamania? Uh... The Who question becomes, does anybody EX? care? I do. If, I love those, I, I love those I, games. 
hated those games. Oh, Did you? Man, they're fun, man. They are they're, not, they're not amazing, but they're fun. No, I can't I, stand 3D fighting games. It wasn't 3D. It was 2D. It's just 2D, man. Yeah. You didn't even have sidestepping in those games. Yeah, it's, it was straight, straight straight 2D. Mm-hmm. See, you didn't play it, did you? Yeah, I did. Well, then you thought it was a 3D fighting game. How could you say you played it? It still looks like crap. Well, that was back in the PS1 days. So, so that's Street Fighter Five, but that's not stopping people from playing it. <laughs> I don't think Street Fighter Five looks like crap. You should go. Uh, you should go look great. up footage of what they played Saturday night. It's got some janky animation because I'm sure they put it together quick. But it doesn't look half bad. I would to- Skullamania, Pulimperna, D Dark. I'd play that game. Mm-hmm. I love the EX. That games. was my problem with EX. Was I thought the characters were lame. Oh, it's because they weren't Street Fighter Skull- characters. Skullamania included. Skullamania is one of the great, like his little spin in Bison move. Come on, Skullamania is great. Destiny Two is confirmed. Yep. Oh, yeah. It is coming out supposedly September 8th, uh, <clears throat> and you can already buy the, the game and the collector's edition, the season pass. $250 collector's edition. Yeah. That. You can already <laughs> buy the season pass, baby. Uh, it's expansion pass. We haven't even seen the game yet. Uh, you guys see the launch trailer? I didn't even bother looking at anything on this game. There's Nathan Fillion. <laughs> That's one yeah. of the reasons why I didn't pay any attention. Oh, here we go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, there's a. It's, it's hard for me to go through this. I'm assuming they've removed all the fake news, right? From April, yeah. I mean, I have a list of all the notable April Fool's jokes. Some okay. of them, which are really great, by the way. Was the Final Fantasy 14 TV series fake? It's a, it's a uh, Japanese TV drama. Sure, following. sounds fake. It, that's why. I'm, that's why I'm having a hard time talking about it. I don't think it is, because I think there was a follow-up story today. So basically this is a drama about a father and son who play Final Fantasy XIV. It'll be on Netflix this fall. That sounds real. That's probably real. The Square Enix fake April Fool's thing was uh, Final Fantasy XV episode Kenny, where you play as the bird mascot person. That was their uh, thing, yeah. That's pretty good. Hey! Harmonics cut 17 more developer jobs. How is it that this is the one company that announces a new game every six months and yet still finds a way to fire people every six months? I have no idea. So stop announcing new games. Don't They don't have that many people working for them now, do they? Exactly. Like, this is the company that lays off more people than any other How developer. many people work there now? Like, two? I don't know. <laughs> but they just announced a new game two weeks ago. <laughs> Depends on whether you count the guys that vacuum the floors. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Those guys don't count. Uh, I'm thinking. So, who does just dance? That's Ubisoft. Ubisoft. They got plenty of money. They're good. And that yeah, game still sells ridiculous numbers. It does. <laughs> yeah, Harmonix is gonna die, dude. I'm looking at the list of games that they made. They made Dance Central. Yep. They made those. Uh, you know, the Rock Band and stuff. Like, the Rock Band is dead now. Rock Band is dead. Been, I mean, it, it had a little resurgence when they brought Rock Band 4, but it hasn't done great since then. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't... And they announce a new game, like, all the time. Like, they got a VR Rock Band coming out. They announced that new game a couple weeks ago, which is another rhythm-based mm-hmm. puzzle game or something. They did that oh. Kickstarter for... Um, oh, what's that game? From the PlayStation 2? Amplitude? Yes. Yeah. That thing bombed yeah. like crazy. 
It did that. I love the original Amplitude. I'm not sure if any of you guys played it, but oh, that sure. was great. Like, yeah, great. Like, well, you know game. how how they managed to do it is because they get patsies like uh, Mad Cats to take the fall on stuff. That's generally how they do it. Well, they switched to PDP uh, now. <laughs> yeah, no, after it all gone to shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Palmer Lucky is leaving Oculus and Facebook. <laughs> Who saw that coming? Palmer Lucky is leaving the face of the earth is more yeah. like it. Yeah. Who's Palmer Lucky? He invented, Oculus. he was the Oculus founder. Oh, okay. He was the guy that Remember, was on Time Magazine with his shoes off, jumping in the air. Yeah. Like a complete fucking idiot. Oh, wow. I'm he seeing was, a he, picture he was of more him like a character in Dungeons & Dragons rather than somebody who plays oh, Dungeons & Dragons. Oh, well, I just... He, he, so pretentious. That he's rich enough to retire now. So yeah, he got a, he's got a couple dollars. He'd be all right. Yeah, one or two. But they got rid of him because he was, what was he doing? He was sponsoring hate ads against Hillary Clinton. Or yeah. Like yeah. He was funding racist like groups during the election or something. I don't remember. Uh, Wipeout collection date has been announced to be out in June. It's called the Wipeout Omega Collection. Again, Omega Boost. I was going to say, how can they not call it the Omega Boost Collection? I mean, come on. <laughs> Probably copyright infringement. They own Omega Boost. It was a first-party game. Yeah, but I mean, who's the studio that develops Wipeout? It's uh, Sony Liverpool. Liverpool? Yeah. Or was. Yeah, it was. They don't exist anymore. This is just a collection. Who, who developed this collection, though? It's Sony Internal, would be my guess. They farmed it out to some third party, like most ports. Yeah. Uh, Persona 5's DLC plans have been shown. Did you guys see the list? Nope. 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 Blackout. It is fucking long. <laughs> is it all paid stuff? Uh, it's paid up until like the summer, and then there's a couple free ones. Is it story stuff or just costumes? Um, mostly, okay. mostly, yeah. Um, cosmetic. Cosmetic stuff. stuff. So. Yeah, I, I hope the, I hope the game is like isn't barren of costumes and the like because oh, the that, I should DLC. I should send you the list of DLC because it's there's a ton of costumes. There is a I know there's a Catherine costume for one of the female characters. Oh, oh I'm yeah. gonna have to buy nice. that. I'm sorry. Yeah, Catherine designs nice. Uh, yeah. So DLC starts on the fourth, and this list runs it through. Uh, the last date looks like July 11th. Jesus Christ. Which there's, there's no, like, DLC, like, season pass equivalent for Persona 5, is there? No, but these are all paid. They're all $3 yeah, a piece, all... $7 okay, a I'm... piece. Yeah, microtransactions. Better. Fine. Cosmetics. Don't care. Uh, one of them is the Christmas costume set. Oh, boy. One of them is a maid and butler costume set. <laughs> there's gotta, no... gotta, gotta hit all those little uh, fetishes, I suppose. Oh, uh, there's, a, there's a swimsuit? Costume set? Of course there is. Of course. There's a Persona 2, 3, and 4 costume and background music sets. Oh, snap. Might have to buy that background music set. Uh, yeah. Shin Megami Tensei costume sets. Uh, Devil, Devil Summoner. Uh, so Shin Megami Tensei uh, Persona. Shin Megami Tensei If. Uh, Persona 4 Dancing All Night. Persona 4 Arena Ultimax. Shin Megami Tensei 4, Devil Summoner, Catherine. These are all oh, costumes. 
That's just crazy. Christ. I've never seen so much DLC for an Atlas game ever. Yep, and they're all seven Especially bucks a piece for the sets, and then the individual costumes look like they're three dollars. Uh, there's a bunch of free stuff, uh, skill cards, uh, some outfits. Swimsuit Wait, set is free. You can you can you can buy skill cards now. That's not good. Well, it's so like that, that one says it's free. Oh, okay, okay, sure. Yeah, and then there's a bunch of themes and avatars coming as well. Lots of DLC sure. for that game. Get, get, get paid, Atlas. Get paid. Uh, two more Injustice 2 characters were announced this week. Uh, Scarecrow and Captain Cold. I thought it was but the, not Wonder the Wonder Twins. Twins. Activate. The Wonder Twins was the f- April Fool's. But I would give me fucking DLC Wonder Twins. I'll buy that. You can do the form of a hawk. I don't care. I'll play that game. <laughs> Uh, BioWare released a statement about Mass Effect Andromeda. Uh, says there are improvements coming. Um, and I saw <laughs> that it was like in April 4th, so this week they're going to announce how they're going to handle it. Burn them all! And <laughs> <laughs> be like, oh, y'all motherfuckers kiss our asses. Yeah, BioWare's... Yeah. BioWare and their relationship with the internet conglomerate of video gamers is is an interesting thing. Did you just call it years. the internet conglomerate of video gamers? <laughs> yeah, you want to trade? That should be a real thing. You want to trademark like, that? There should be like uh, membership cards. Hell yeah! Yeah, so I'm a member of the internet conglomerate of video gamers. What was that? Uh... We spent last week sending death threats to a developer over a game <laughs> that we didn't like. How many? How many of y'all? It's very productive. How many of y'all had a diamond <laughs> card in your wallet at some point? I did. Yeah, I did too. A diamond card? <laughs> it was an Xbox Live thing. You know you how like, many times I seriously? used it? I used you it. You know how many none. times I used it for discounts? None. Zero times. Me too. <laughs> diamond. They had a card that you can get from yeah. Xbox? Yeah. It was supposed to give you like discounts and stuff at different places. <laughs> it did. It was like 10% off at Subway or something like that. Yeah. You know what I wish they'd bring back that I thought was really cool? What? Was the whole gamer score thing. They had that competition sponsored by Old Spice, where if you could raise your gamer score to a certain amount, they would give you free shit. They gave you a copy of Contra. This is true, but that, hey, I was going to play games anyway. Yeah, I, I won that competition once. Well, I didn't win, I, but I made the, the the limited thing or whatever. I did, I did too, and uh, I played games I normally wouldn't have played to get gamer score. <laughs> to get is, that, is that a good thing, though, Drew? Like playing games that you don't want to play in order to get a free game that you kind of don't really want in the first place? Well, I already I, the game, I found so. out a lot of things about myself, one of them being <laughs> Def Jam Icon is not a good game. Yeah, <sighs> it wasn't. Yep. Uh, you want to know what free games you're getting on PS Plus this month? Sure. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> Drawn to Death, right, is one of them. Drawn to Death is one of them, which is, for and me, then, the highlight of the thing. And then Strangers in a Dangerous Space Time or whatever. Lover, lovers in a Dangerous. Lovers in a Dangerous, yeah, yeah. Uh, also, Ten Second Ninja. Uh, Curses it's like a Ninja's mobile game. game. Ten Second Ninja is actually a Meat Boy clone, and it's not bad. Oh, okay. So you should it's like check. N Plus, right? Yeah, yeah, you get ten seconds to finish the level. It's right. it's actually co- kind of clever. It's it's worth it for free. I'll say that. <laughs> you won't want to pay for it. No, uh, Curses and Chaos is another one. All four of those are PS4. Uh, ten Second Ninja and Curses and Chaos are also Vita. And then PS3, you're getting two hype games, son. Number one is Alien Rage, the extended edition. 
Hey, I reviewed that game. I know you did. It was not a good game. And second, you get Invisimals, The Lost Kingdom. Oh, Jesus. Was that based on some kind of property? It was, uh, yeah, it was, uh, like, Sony's answer to Pokemon or something like that. Mm. You use a camera (laughs) to take. Yeah. Yeah. Good luck with that. It's awful. Yeah, it's not good. Uh, what what the hell? <laughs> Last month had a really awesome PS nobody, Plus. This month is terrible. Nobody wants to pay for PS Plus to get this bullshit. <laughs> yeah, yeah this is PS Plus to play so online now. Games that you can give away. Hey, at least Xbox Live Gold gave Rise. That game's all right. Yeah, yeah. I mean that's that's the thing. It okay. was a la- It's a launch game, yeah. right? Yeah. Find another launch game you can give away. We could, have, we could have gotten Knack for free, guys. I would, rather, I would rather, rather I'd rather have Tron to, Tron to Death than Knack. Knack was a terrible game. Knack <clears throat> is a bad game. Yeah. Uh, as Drew mentioned, Heroes of the Storm got its 2.0 update. Lots of stuff going on there. Loot chests, better progression. It's just, it's just in beta right now. Yeah. So once once it leaves beta, which I think they're claiming is late dude, April. Late you get April, to keep okay. the loot boxes you get in beta. That is the question that I would like answered. <laughs> Because yeah, that's a very I, I've, question, Drew. I've earned some pretty cool stuff, and yeah. Maybe you should look into that, buddy. Maybe. Although Lucio doesn't use mounts, so all these mounts I'm getting are useless. That's because he's moving with the payload. That's right. Uh, God, he is so good in that game, guys. I'm telling you. He's, he's, fucking, <laughs> he's fucking awesome in Overwatch. What are you talking he, about? He is. He is. I mean, it's just like it feels like he almost breaks the healing in Heroes, though. No, he kind of breaks it in Overwatch as well. Like I, I rarely want to play as the other healers except for Zen. He's uh, he's been changed now. Um, you gotta, you gotta be more proactive. Yeah, you gotta be closer to him. Oh well, I was doing that anyway. That that should be standard fare. Stay with your team, man. That's that's the point of Lucio. Um, finally, uh, anybody who has an Xbox One, did you update your system? Did you get that new dashboard? I did. That's nice Mm -hmm. and fast now. You know what, though? Hmm. That B button thing. Yay! It's, it's not there anymore. That's nope. possibly the best thing ever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That, it's, it's real, it is really fast. I'm really happy that it doesn't stutter like it used to. Also, I have to ask yeah. a question, Ken. Yeah. And this is just, you know, us talking. <laughs> well, us and did, everybody listening and yeah. everybody else on the show. Did, did, did Testa buy Ghost Recon on PS4? No, why? Why is he playing on PS4? <laughs> it's probably his brother, actually. Oh, did he give away his PS4 or something? No, I think they share. Oh, because I know he um, his brother gave him Zelda for the Switch. He got a Switch on Saturday. Oh, okay. Um, so he managed to get one of the Best Buy ones because the Best Buy put him up on what, like Thursday or something. Mm. And then his mm-hmm. brother had Zelda, so. Which he's playing and he loves. So, gotcha. Okay. Right. All right. Well, I was just curious because I was like, did he really just go out and buy the game he already had? He likes that game a lot more than we do. This is true. I mean, he asked me to play it every night, and I'm like, let's play Overwatch. So it's it's basically his evolved, just like Drew, right? <laughs> yes. Okay. Just the, difference is, copies, the difference is I only paid $10 for Evolve. But what's funny yeah, is you paid $10 times. for it after I gave you a free copy of it. Well, yeah, because it was on Xbox. Yeah, which you had three other people to play with. And then you bought it on PS4. And how many times did you play with those guys? 
Uh, once. Once. Cool. Good. Good spend of ten dollars. Well, everybody on my Destiny clan said we're going to play Evolve. Your Destiny. Everybody bought it, and then nobody played it. That's don't, right. Don't believe. Don't believe MMO players lies when don't it comes believe to playing Destiny. other games. Don't believe Destiny players lies. Yeah, no. All right, we got a couple emails I'm going to read out real quick. Uh, Michael sends an email says, Hey guys, um, been a while since I've written in, so I wanted to drop a line let you know. I'm still enjoying the show every week. I've been really busy, but you're always what's playing while I'm driving in my car. Keep doing what you're doing, Mike from Florida. Well, thank you. Uh, we got another email from Antonio. It's called Rick and Nolan, colon, N4G Radio. I don't. Is that a reference? I don't get that. Don't know. Nolan? Oh, okay. He, he explains it in the email. Let's go. I was about to say, yeah. Uh, he says, it actually saddens me that there's no Ridge Racer this gen. I, I added the, the cadence to that. Uh, mm-hmm. I figured Unbounded, which I never played, was a signal of Ridge Racer's end. Uh, even have a pick of Ridge Racer mascot, Reiko Nagaste, as my phone lock screen. Anyways, I enjoy this podcast very much, no matter what my mother says. What? Got- <laughs> <laughs> Your mom doesn't like our podcast? <laughs> not what she told me. Uh, you guys have been my numero uno gaming podcast for years now. There was another one I listened to, but there was a recent split, and seeing as the one who left was the main reason I listened to them in the first place, I am now less inclined to listen. Which leaves you guys and Phoenix down, which I hoped on, which I hopped on during Mass Effect playthrough. Kind of funny, isn't it? Oh, is he making a joke about the other podcast? Yeah, probably. Uh, P.S. Nolan North is the Kevin Hart of voice acting. He's freaking everywhere. Noticed he was. Yeah, but I think he's a little bit taller. A little bit. (laughs) Uh, Noticed he was in the season three premiere of Rick and Morty, which Adult Swim unexpectedly aired as an April Fool's joke. Yeah. Is he is is Nolan North really voicing something in Rick and Morty? I didn't hear him. I don't know. He's pretty good at changing his voice around. He did. He is. He He plays, for for anybody that wants to know his range, he plays the penguin in the Batman Arkham games. Does. He's pretty good. Um, Twitter. Blue Apple Blue says, now that the new gen has started. Oh, wait. I think I read this one, didn't I? Now that the new gen has started, how was last gen games? Is it the worst? Will last gen games coming after the Switch? Oh, yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, because. We said that the Switch was not next-gen. <laughs> <laughs> not, not as an insult, but as a, like a factual statement. Yeah, not, not as an insult, but as reality. Yeah. Uh, Mookie wanted to say, free speech doesn't mean no consequences. Quote of the day from, from Ryan. Mm-hmm. That's true. from last week's show. He also sent, uh, if you remember, he made a comment last night saying, Will Bang okay? He sent the link to the video explaining that. Uh, it's a Mass Effect video. I checked it out. It's it's kind of funny. Okay. Uh, Adam says, so I haven't been able to download this all day. Is it an April Fool's? Because I know how much Drew hates this amazing game. He's in reference to the Last of Us Phoenix Down, which people were seeing in their iTunes feed, but they couldn't download. I didn't intentionally do that as an April Fool's joke, but it's kind of funny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We had like three people ask about that. <laughs> yeah, I, I uploaded the file and I didn't think it would show, uh, but I didn't add like the file into the the actual code until Friday when the show went live. And I had a bunch of people asking me about it, so that was kind of funny. And it w- constantly reminds me that people actually listen to Phoenix now. Yeah. Because I think there's only like three people that listen to it. 
Oh, man. I'm going to read this. I don't know how I feel about it. Read right. it. Uh, it comes from Blue Apple Blue, if that tells you anything. <laughs> he says, in 1994, 15% of young women agreed that the male breadwinner model was superior. By 2014, 28% preferred it. Why? Millennials this lazy. Do you think gaming contributed to this? <laughs> if, hold on, I'm not done. I'm not done. If girls were cutting real grass instead of fake one in Zelda, will they value the work instead of mooching off their parents than wow. their husbands? Mm. Wow. Wow. We'd like to yeah. we like to say that that's not the opinion of this podcast. Remember, <laughs> and we Come are on. just reading a Twitter comment, so just keep that in mind. This is silly. Uh, hold I, on, I, well it keeps oh, going. It keeps, okay, okay. Since it's too late to save the millennials, can we save the Gen Z girls from re- regressing to housewife status? It depends on whether the next generation has to watch their parents go through a recession and lose jobs that they had held for years and years. That's what it comes back to. He says, it's hard to it's hard to find a job nowadays, let alone keep one. Uh, he says, if Gen Z girls started helping at home, like washing dishes and clothes, give me a break, cleaning bathrooms and making simple meals like sandwiches, will that install them in the satisfaction after a hard work day? What will happen to maids and servants jobs? Oh God, I don't, I don't right. think there's not maids that many left. Jobs? I don't even know what just happened. This dude <laughs> is he? Is he just like kind of just having having a laugh because of the whole controversy so, yeah. thing I, with I, uh, JonTron? Is I that would, what's happening? I would hope so. Oh, was he? Was he the one that said all this? Stuff? Like, no. what the fuck did he say? No, it's the, the there are there are legitimate statistics out that say that millennials are more likely to view um, a. Uh, Woman staying home and not working as favorable than the generation before them. And most of the statistical analysis says that the reason for that is because a lot of millennials watched parents who both worked and weren't home um, be rewarded for that sacrifice by companies that laid them off when we went through the financial crisis. Mm. And that's what it comes back to. There's nothing There's nothing else in it. <laughs> it's... <laughs> Well, are you saying somebody on the internet read into something too much? I, I yes. <laughs> well, I'm saying that I'm saying that there is um, there's a there's a plaus there's a plausible socioeconomic reason for the change. That is not man millennium millennial women are lazy, which is essentially what he just said. <laughs> um, that's not the case. Mm-hmm. Holy shit. Um, there are socioeconomic factors behind it that are a lot more complicated than we should probably discuss on a video game podcast. I was going to say, you're, you're already over my head, and I'm just <laughs> like, okay, whatever. This is... Man. Yeah. Well, I can say these days we're just going to have to start a politics <laughs> and socioeconomic yeah. podcast. Oh, you don't want me on that show. I don't want to be on that show. oh man mine is I hope none of the women in your life um, hear anything that you just wrote on Twitter I'm assuming by what he wrote on Twitter he doesn't have any women in his oh shit man why are y'all being like that (laughs) yeah sorry Uh, I had to lighten it up a little bit hopefully he's just kind of you know making a 
a crude, but, you know, a joke, right? Uh, uh, that's, that's my hope. I get a benefit of the doubt. I give it to everybody at least once. You get you're like I'm like Spider Man. You get one. Everyone gets one. Everybody gets one. Okay, <laughs> that's your one. Remember that. That's your one. <laughs> I don't know what we're doing. I don't. I I don't like the world we live in. The way this stuff just. Oh, people, man! Twitter. Whoo! Twitter. What have you done? I think the internet has has most certainly affected us. I think the in 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 good ways and in bad ways. Oh, Drew, you 100%. you actively search for like one thousand page cringe posts for your <laughs> sake of I, entertainment. It, so it, there's exactly. no one to blame but yourself on that front, buddy. Look, I have no disillusions of what I am. Okay, at least he I know what it. I am. He owns it. Yeah, all right, I am. All right. I am a complete douchebag who really enjoys watching and looking at cringe posts and saying, I am glad I am not that person. It's his, it's his dirty little porn uh, secret. Dude, I can't, I can't do that. My, no, my embarrassment factor <laughs> for other people is just unbearable. I can't, I can't my, my, do it. My I can't even is... watch a video of somebody that's horrible at singing, singing. <laughs> somebody, somebody... <laughs> I, I can't. I can't. I just get so embarrassed for them. It, my my thing is is that when I look at those cringe posts and stuff, when I was a kid, I'm sure I know I acted like some of that stuff. It's just the internet wasn't there to m- memorialize Shame it. You. <laughs> you know what I mean. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's you know when you when you see a post about somebody saying that they're a, a dragon kin or whatever, and they believe that people don't understand them because they're part dragon. <laughs> I just fear for the world. Oh my god! This is fear a... for the world because the part that's dragon's going to come out and catch people on fire. Yeah, clearly, or the fact that the the internet is reinforcing this. Well, you yeah, know. everything's acceptable now. Yeah, you know. Listen, uh, as long as Dragonkin doesn't come to my house and set my <laughs> shit on fire, I don't care what he thinks. I feel I like mean, we're talking about me, and I'm not a dragon. Like when I was 12 years old, I would really have loved to have been a Super Saiyan. <laughs> Are you sure you weren't? And now I'm that he's sure 35, he has a car. He's a card-carrying member of the Super Saiyan. That's group. right. <clears throat> I have found all the Dragon Balls. Yeah, but no, I. The thing is, is that I didn't have a bunch of people on the internet telling me it's okay if you want to be a Super Saiyan. You know, but now because back happens. then your dad was just like, "Stop being an idiot, Drew. Stop being an idiot. Get a job. <laughs> Get a job. You're twelve. <laughs> I don't. I don't know. I just Drew. Forget. And then you hear the banjo play, and the narrator breaks in. Drew better find his way out of this situation. <laughs> he found himself in a compromising situation. <laughs> he needed to think fast, otherwise he was going to get an ass whooping. I'd watch that show. Hell Drew, yeah, I'd watch that show. Drew, put that nerd shit down. Come out here and help me dig this hole. <laughs> it's called Drew Leachman can lose. <laughs> Nobody gets that joke, Drew. Nobody gets well, that joke. I, I know somebody does. What happened to that guy? He's um, 
I saw him in an episode of House. He was on Supernatural for a little while there. Yeah, he was. He was one of the Winchester's cousins. Yeah. Man, huh? that Parker guy. Lewis. He made it to Supernatural, so clearly he didn't lose. Yep. He's still around doing stuff. Oh, man. God, this has been... I love the end of these shows. They're great. <laughs> the, yeah, the, we go off on all kinds of tangents. Yeah. And, and you notice how reserved everybody is. Like, that's the world that we live in that's changed. Yeah, because I don't want retaliation. E- from exactly. Either. That's what I'm saying is, like, you can see everybody kind of tiptoeing around what they what they're, what's in their head to make I've a had joke that about. Yeah, even if it's a joke, you can't make it anymore. I mean, we've proven yeah. that, so... I, I make bad jokes all the time that are that's in terrible taste. Yeah, I've seen some of them, but you know, mm-hmm. I just I, nobody listens to this show really. <laughs> he, He's justifying the, it now. The people that the people that we've known that for a show, long time. they they feel the same way we do. Yeah, I know, mm-hmm. I know. It's, it's still, fun to listen it, to people finally say stuff that's like I think that too. <laughs> So tell tell me how you feel about those African Americans, Drew. Oh, now that we they, getting that out there. Fantastic people. <laughs> what do you mean, people? Human beings. I'm still okay. laughing about putting down that nerd shit, Drew. That's... <laughs> Put down that nerd shit, Drew. <laughs> Who's that bald guy with the six dots on his head? <laughs> <laughs> Turn that devil crap off. Oh, I mean, there's a guy get called out back, Mr. Clean Satan. up after dog. There's a guy named Mr. Satan. Mr. Well, he's, Satan. he's not Mr. Satan. You know, yeah, he's, he's, he's Hercule. Hercule, but if you watch the Japanese dub, he's Mr. Satan. So. Wow, this is, man, we are oh, getting kind of nerdy here. I was going to say, didn't Goku used to fly around on a cloud that was made out of his farts? Wasn't okay, that he's not made out of his farts, man. Wasn't that Dragon oh, Ball, Nimbus. not Dragon Ball Z? No, it's not made up as farts, man. I think it's made up of farts. I'm starting an no, internet. I'm starting did. an internet rumor. It's going to gain traction. No. He did have a pole that extended. I bet he did. Yeah, he, did. he shoved it up people's asses sometimes. He did that do was that the thing. Yeah. All right, uh, moving on. My the only the only experience <laughs> I have with Dragon Ball mm-hmm. is that my mom bought me Dragon Power for the NES, thinking it would be awesome. Yeah, it wasn't, was it? Uh, it wasn't awesome. No. I was never it, beat it. Not for like actually trying. a licensed Dragon Ball game on the Nintendo? Uh, I don't... I mean, I assume it was a licensed Dragon Ball game on the Nintendo. It had it Goku called, with a monkey tail, and he had Dragon Balls he was trying to get a hold of. It was okay. called Dragon Power? I yeah, never heard Dragon of it. Dragon Power. Actually. You should look it up. Captain Google! Oh my Dragon God. Power NES. Dude, I'm looking at the, the box art. There's like a karate guy? Yeah, <laughs> karate what guy. What the fuck is this? There is just a guy in a karate gi. Yeah. Find, the, find the screenshots. This is not. The... There's a dragon and there's balls, but what the well, fuck they're is like this orange balls guy. with stars on them. And he ha- he does. Have and he a had tail. a monkey tail. Yeah, no, you're you're correct. Huh. Dragon Ball. Yeah, it is. It's called. It, it was originally called Dragon Ball Shinron Nozao. Yep. Sure. Wow. Okay. Yeah. I can't believe you guys have never heard of this game. I have oh. never heard of this game. You learn something new every day. I it, it, it looked like Zelda. Yeah. Um only with uh Goku with a little monkey tail. Did he have the power pole? Yep, he did. Okay. Yeah, huh. that's what you hit bad guys with. Yeah, it, it was called Dragon Ball in Japan, but in, in you know the localization it's called Dragon Power, power. in the yep. states. 
Nobody knew what Dragon Ball was back then. So. Hey, I just yep. got a very important email. I need somebody to take a review. Oh, God. It's, it's a phone app, and it's called Plastic, I will say that, Plastic Surgery Simulation. Oh, gosh. <laughs> I will say that looking looking at this game brings back a ton of memories, and it makes me want to play it again. Oh, wow. But you just told me you hated it, Ryan. Well, no, no, no. I didn't say I hated it. I said it okay. wasn't very good, and that um, I never beat it mm. because it was hard and confusing. But now that I'm looking at it, it's making me nostalgic because I played a ton of it. Because I was six and didn't know any better. No, and you, yeah, you didn't have any other games. Any games. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'd love to play uh, Star but Tropics I'm like, again. I'm looking at the picture of him jump kicking with a bee and a like badger dude with a sword. Badger, and badger, I'm like, badger, oh, badger, 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 badger. I'm gonna have <laughs> to look and see if I have a emulation version of it. Put it on that NES Classic. You can do that now. I don't have an NES Classic. I made a Raspberry Pi. Remember? Oh yeah. Interesting. It's on there. I'm gonna have to check it out. I can't believe I'm the only one on this podcast that's played Dragon Power. Yeah, I know. And you, I never. Yeah, and you, you're the one that doesn't know much about Dragon Ball. Too, I know too. nothing about yeah, Dragon Ball. You Literally, Drew. that's the only experience I have with Dragon Ball. The only thing I that's know about kind of sad. The only thing I know I about Dragon Ball is that it takes 37 episodes to do one episode. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Never, Never watched the cartoon. Was never. Or sorry, anime. I don't want <laughs> Don't call it a cartoon. It, it doesn't. It, it trust me. It, it does not bother me if you call it a cartoon. <laughs> but um, yeah. So I don't. I don't know. It bothered twelve-year-old Drew and his nerd shit. And I know that every single person. Well, I shouldn't say every single person. Ninety-five percent of the people who uh, came in to buy Dragon Ball at the uh, music store that I worked at on VHS mm-hmm. uh, were high. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Obviously high. He was clearly he was clearly aging himself there when he said the letters VHS. No, yeah, yeah. They were still selling VHSs when I uh uh in fact that was a topic of conversation among the high people. Their uh their voices just kept getting higher and higher pitched when they were talking about Dragon Ball and VHS <laughs> and how the one didn't even have a VCR. And the other one, I'll bring my VCR to your house. Uh, so, yeah, I never had anybody come in and buy Dragon Ball that was not high as a kite. So, uh, so DVDs were available. That's not commentary. They bought VHS? On, well, this was in, I mean, I worked there from 99 until 2005 or so, but this was early on. This was probably the year 2000. Okay. So, DVD was around, but it certainly wasn't spread. It also wasn't cheap. Yeah. I um I just recently, well, it was about a couple years ago, I um was grabbing some of the stuff that I had left at my parents' place, and I got this big box, and I found every single VHS tape that I had taped of Dragon Ball Z from Toonami. <laughs> nice. And I still have it. I don't have a VS, VCR you, anymore. Did you make your fiance watch it with you? Oh, man. Trust me. We got plans. <laughs> Whoa! I don't like That's the tone suggested. of that. <laughs> I got. I got. Uh, to elaborate. I was. I was so um, obsessed that I would literally stop it during commercial breaks and then record again whenever it started back up. I have every single episode of Dragon Ball <laughs> Z taped. Wow. Yep. Oh man, this is funny. Kind of crazy. Anyway, I don't know how to understand your life. I mean, it was when I was a kid. <laughs> we all did dumb shit when we were kids. Come on, you ain't you ain't clean of that. 
Ain't nobody cleaning that. So, yeah. Nivek tweets in and says, What if Sony brought out a more powerful console four years after the PS3 launch to compete against the 360, similar to Scorpio now? It probably would have done about what the PS4 Pro is doing now. Yeah. We were having a conversation about that the other day, about how Microsoft really has to think about what they're doing with this thing. Because mm-hmm. PS4 no. Pro is not lighting the world on fire. But unfortunately, it puts a wrinkle in Microsoft's plans because most people aren't going to know the difference between Scorpio and PS4 Pro. Well, I think there's going to be a big thing, right? When you can say definitively without any kind of subtext, say, this is the most powerful console you can own today. I think that has some power as far as marketing goes. You want the best thing, right? You want the most powerful thing. Now we have a new contender. Now we have the new undisputed champion. And I think that is valuable in its own way. But that didn't work all that well for PS4 Pro. But they didn't right? They didn't market it that way. Yeah, they didn't market it that way. But I think Scorpio kind of needs to. That's well, that's, be a that's how point. they've been doing it to this point. And I think that's going to continue. I think that's going to be their blitz. Mm. So when they start you know, putting commercials out for this thing during wrestling... Mm-hmm. They're gonna come on there and be like, you know, why would you game here when you can game on the most powerful console ever created? But then we have to also only think if about they it. use that vo- voiceover for it. Fuck yeah, yeah dude, I'll, I'll call me, call me, Bill. Yeah, get call get, me. get, get paid, Ken. Get, call get me, paid. Bill. I'll do that voiceover. The most but... powerful console ever created. Nope. Now you're Dracula. Now, come on, Ken. Come on, pick a voice. Pick a voice and stick with it. No, I'm gonna. Every time they do a take, I'm gonna do a different voice. <laughs> I think you should have been the voice actor, Ken. I think you missed your calling, man. Ah, uh, well, you know. Yeah, so. But we also run into the problem that it's going to disenfranchise people that own the Xbox One. Especially people that picked it up when the Xbox One S came out. What was <laughs> uh, that, like two years ago? I'm starting to wonder if it will disenfranchise people who bought an Xbox One, which was three years ago. But Xbox One S was three years ago? Not S, but... Xbox yeah, One mean. S was last year. Well, no, no, nobody... The people who bought Xbox One S are the same people who bought an Xbox One at launch. People that had to have the new thing. I don't. I I completely disagree. I think One S was a huge seller for people that were kind of on the fence with uh, buying an Xbox One or not. And when that came out, they did a really nice push with the hardware. The marketing was on point. The little additional things that they had with, for the same price point was nice. And they also came out with like some really good exclusive titles around that area. So I think I don't think that's true. I, I think a lot of people did buy you know as an upgrade kind of, but. A lot of new people kind of jumped in on the bandwagon too. So, mm. I, I just think most of the people who <clears throat> own an Xbox One have this mentality. They have this chip on their shoulder right now because the PS4 is, you know, let's let's face it, the better seller, the better machine, mm. better so, games. Yeah, uh-huh. so they yeah. they have that chip on their shoulder. So, Xbox people are going to buy Scorpio just so they can say <coughs> that they're the best again. But that's just the fan base. Well, sure, the sure. That's the people. That's the Xbox. people who are going to buy it when it launches. Yeah, yeah. Well, and I, I mean, I need to see what games are on it before I make a decision. True. No, it's be the same games that are on Xbox One. They, yeah, they that's not good enough. They man. can't. They can't yeah, do. Not... In order to appease the people who aren't upgrading, they have to do that up front. That's what. I, that's what I mean. That's what we talked about last week. They, you got to cut. You got to cut and run, man. If you want to win this race, you got to make some drastic changes. Take some risks. That's what you have to do when you're playing from behind. You can't play safe. 
I don't know. I still think they do. And that's the one area I think they do. I think if they're smart, they'll put it out of 400 bucks. Uh, anything more is a mistake. I, I mean, if anybody can take the hit, it's Microsoft. Yeah, you're right about that, but they boy, can't, I, I'd, I'd you, you cannot sit here and tell me that if that thing launches this fall for $500 next to a PS4 Pro, which will be 350 that it's going to sell. Because it ain't. Nope. I agree. I mean, you just you can't do it. As, as much as you think that it has to be $500, it can't mm-hmm. be. It just can't it's, be. They, they lose so much money, uh, though. They're going to lose more because it won't sell. <laughs> the biggest challenge that... Uh, that they're going to have with this system is that in this last generation, Xbox has pretty much ceased to be the third-party platform. Mm-hmm. Like the the Xbox 360 was the platform to buy third-party games on, yep. mm-hmm. and that has not been the case with the Xbox this generation. And they're going to lose sales because of that. Yep. They've is- already lost sales because of that. Absolutely. But I mean the. the it's the same way with the Scorpio. Is they're going to have to show me some real freaking impressive um, demonstrations for me to buy it out of the box? Because the only thing I pl- use my Xbox for anymore is uh, exclusives. Yeah, and, and, and honestly, there aren't that many Microsoft exclusives I even care about anymore because I've never been a Gears player. Yeah, it's it's all about what you're looking at, and they have to they have to be careful because I heard the perfect analogy the other day. Somebody was thinking about buying. I was listening to a podcast. Somebody was thinking about they, that they wanted to upgrade to the Pro, the PS4 Pro, and then they played Horizon on a vanilla PS4, and immediately are like, I don't need a Pro. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because that Seriously. game looks so good. What are you really paying four hundred dollars for? You know. And sure, mm-hmm. Ryan has a 4K TV, but yep. I still think if he was playing Horizon on a vanilla PS4, I think he'd be fine with that. Probably, yeah. Yeah, you know. So that's that's your that's the other big hurdle they have to get over. They have to make it look better than Sony made the Pro look. Because let's be honest, Sony has done very little wrong this generation, but their promotion of the Pro was was god awful. That's because of the mixed messaging, right? Cause yeah. We yeah they run into the same problem, but. They had to run into it first, you know, before Microsoft has the benefit of the doubt of looking at where Sony made the missteps on the Pro. You know, they had to kind of say, like, well, your PS4 is still great. You know, we're still going to have the same games, but the PS4 Pro is for discerning games. Just a, it's just a little more great. Yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's, it's a little, little, it's a little, it's a little greater. greater. It's, 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 it's a little, yeah. little greater. Yeah. So, I don't know. I will be very interested, especially since we're going to see it this week. I'm very, like, I'm always interested in new hardware. Like, it's an exciting time mm. when there's new it hardware. Is. But I want to see how Microsoft handles this because they have a huge hurdle to climb over for this thing. But their, their hurdle isn't as big as Sony's because they haven't sold as many consoles. So I think you're right about the price point. That's going to have to be the big key factor is that they could potentially completely forget about the Xbox One S if the Scorpio is priced only sort of a little bit more expensively. If it's more than 400 bucks, you're right, that's, that, I don't think they're going to succeed at all. Nope. Because they'll, 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 the people with the Xbox One, they'll feel left out because they've got a new system that they can't afford, and people mm. are generally just not going to like the price tag and will think, well, I can get a, a Pro. Uh, what uh, if for, they have a... Oh, sorry, sorry, John. Um, 
What if they have some kind of uh, this is addressed to you, by the way? What if they have some kind of a marketing push, right, where people can mm. trade in their one S or one and mm. get a significant discount on the Scorpio? This will be a marketing made by Microsoft, not by any kind but of distribution. They, they won't, and that's the thing is that we we say that when uh, we see these iterations, we said it with oh, will there be some kind? You know, people saying will there be some kind of trading program for those that have just bought? There won't be. There won't. What what if there because is? Because logistically, it's happening. Yeah, but that's the the cost involved in that logistically because they can't do it through GameStop or anything like that because they're a third party. They'll have to do it their own themselves, which will require mm-hmm. a postage and all of that stuff. For no, there's there's plenty of Microsoft stores all over the country. John. There's not that many, and there's none. Well, there's very very few in the UK and in Europe. There might be a few in America, but you have to bear in there's mind a lot they also but yeah. they also have to hit Europe, and so I don't I don't think they'll do that. Hey, at I least don't. they don't have to yeah. hit Japan. <laughs> yeah, ah! that is true. <laughs> <laughs> or, or if they did, if they did, they just have one guy in a kiosk. Yeah, that's it. Right. That, that, up, sounds, that sounds like a bit overkill, John. Come on, man. That guy's not going to do anything for the whole day. Yeah. Part, well, you just do every other part weekend. Time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> part, every other weekend sounds good. Yeah. Oh, that's funny. No, I'll be I'll be very interested to have the same conversation next week after we see this thing. Yeah. Uh, he also tweets and says, going to get a good HDR TV, Gran Turismo Sport, around the corner. No, it's not. So they say. They keep no, saying it's, it's not. June. No, so it's, it's not. It's June. It's, I'm, I know it's not, but that's a rumor. So there was supposed to be a beta for this thing that got canceled, right? Yep. That's your first sign right there. That game isn't coming out properly until 2019. Why are they so terrible at keeping a schedule over there? They've always like... had the freedom to do that. that but that. Sony should, at this point, they should. I mean, let's face it. Microsoft have got the game, <laughs> uh, the the racing game genre covered, and Sony are without any horse in this race at the moment because they can't trust Polyphony to, to knock out a game on a schedule. It's ridiculous. Yeah, it's uh, this it's kind of disgraceful in that way. I understand that the director of uh, the Gran Turismo series is a is a is a perfectionist in more but ways than one. The, peop- the people uh, who make the Forza series, they, the love and quality that they put in doesn't take them ten years. Exactly. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, there's there's no excuse. You gotta whether you care for attention attention to detail or not, you have to be professional about it. And being professional is keeping a schedule, you know. Yeah, it's a big part of making games. Eventually, he's going to lose them enough money that they will—they'll either put a lock on him or they'll—they'll they'll change up the way they're doing it. Yeah, because I mean they've got to be looking at Microsoft, who's pumping out a, a racing game every year, and each year they—they you know the incremental games sell more than the last one. I mean they've got to be looking at that seriously. Mm-hmm. And let's face it, this year Forza Seven is going to be a Scorpio enhanced yeah. game. Quite, Can you imagine quite what that considerably. Was you imagine that's what that going to look like? <laughs> it's going to melt your eyeballs for sure. Yeah. So Scorpio with you know Forza Seven, regardless of what happens to Scorpio, that thing is just going to look ridiculous. So uh, the last tweet comes from Mookie. He just tagged us uh, from somebody else's tweet that says. Near Automata has real-time water-drying effects, even on 2B's ass. Especially on 2B's ass. Yeah, sure. Uh, I can believe it. That's through the power of the PS4 Pro. Yeah, sure. That's your oh, marketing right of, there. Uh, <laughs> speaking of Near Automata, by the way, I picked up the soundtrack that came out at the end of March. 
And oh my god, I've been listening to it like religiously for the last few days, and boy, it's just such an amazing soundtrack. It's available on iTunes, and uh, even if you don't play the game, let's like just listen to the songs. It's so goddamn good. It's I'm, a I'm very so happy good with my soundtrack. Purchase. There's been a lot of good soundtracks this year with um, uh, David Wise doing Snake Pass, which was really neat. Uh, and then, of course, Kirkhope and Wise both doing l- ukulele. Oh, did you hear the ukulele rap? Ken, yes, yes. <laughs> so good. Uh, uh, yeah. But yeah, Near Automata had a fantastic... Like, Mass Effect has an incredible soundtrack. I'll say what you want about that game, but that soundtrack's really good. It sounded all right. Yeah, lots of, lots of good soundtracks this year. Drew would be pleased. If he actually played any of the games that we just talked about, but he hasn't. Yeah, that's the problem. <laughs> you got to play Near Automata, uh, Drew. You're in a unique position of actually having played the original, so you would get most of the full impact of the game. You would love it. I mean, I'm sure I would. It's just fucking. You got no time, son. I got Persona Five. Yeah. I know. I, I, I threw that on your face, but it's all good. You're gonna get there. Hey, just think, in, uh, less, in just over 30 days, there'll be uh, Injustice 2, and everything else don't matter. Anyway, that's the show. That's the tweets. If you want to email us, send them to podcasts at ztgd.com. Uh, if you want to tweet at us, it's at N4G. Is it it? I forgot. It's N4G Radio. N4G Podcast. Really? I don't remember. Really? Really, Kat? <laughs> you forgot Drew's Twitter handle last time, and now you forget the N4G. <laughs> wow. At N4G wow. Podcast. You can tweet at us. Uh, if you want to follow us individually, uh, John is at John W. UK. Drew is at Frustrated Fury. No corrections? Okay, we're moving on. <laughs> I'm kidding. Drew is at DML Fury. Jay is at Bottomside J. Ryan is at R. Wombold. You can follow me and the site at ZTGD. Check out Phoenix Down. Listen to Drew talk about how much he hates The Last of Us. Currently, the first episode is up. Go listen to that. Any ideas on the next game? What's the next game? Yeah, any ideas about the next game, Drew? No, we don't have anything just yet. <laughs> All right. <laughs> we we got to do one at a time here. I yeah, you know, you, you got to plan things out. You got to be <clears throat> meticulous about this thing. You got you to gotta think about it. You got to put a lot of work into mm-hmm. it. Yeah, yeah. It, t- it takes time and effort, guys. Come on. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, that's it. Unless anybody has anything else, that's the show. Next Bye. week, Scorpio Talk. All right. 2017 continues to be a ridiculous year for video games. Hell yeah. Yeah. Bye. Crack. Epic fail. Welcome to the N4G Podcast. This is going to be a very interesting episode. Greetings, programs. I got lost trying to find my way to the secret underground N4G radio lair. The Wombat. And
Killed the dragon. Yeah, I killed the dragon.